the Fallen Eagle, Christopher Daniels, National Treasure, Inspiration to Children Everywhere, and you're listening to Pro Wrestling Shoot. It's Warhorse, and you're listening to the Pro Wrestling Shoot Podcast. So sit down, shut up, clean out your ears, listen up, otherwise Warhorse is going to rule your ass. This is Charlie Haas, and I'm talking to you at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. If you don't pay attention to this podcast, you know what? You guys can go yourself. And now, the single best trio in all the podcasting game. Let's introduce the members. Member number one, he is the stats guy, and he refuses to watch professional wrestling if the NFL is on TV. He was once put on Jesse's botch list 50 episodes ago for being a fucking mark. He loves the dirt sheets and loves to stir up controversy. This is James Bernard Jr. Member number two, he Hasn't watched WWE Raw because he cannot stand that they're three hours long and is an absolute AEW mark. He loves his documentaries. He thinks Will Ospreay has the biggest dick in the world. Member number two, Michael Martinez. Introducing member number three. He is the head of the podcast. He thinks all the dirt sheets should get a fucking life. He believes Seth Rollins is a better wrestler than Will Offspray. And he is the most controversial member of the podcast. He hated the way AEW booked Malachi Black and believes that House of Black was the draw to the AEW Dynamite. Introducing member number three, Jesse Carter. Two of the trio hail from the Pacific Northwest while one hails from California. Not a single one of them give a single fuck about... North Carolina! The trio's favorite candy bar is the fun-sized Snickers with the large dick vein. This is... This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot! Here we go again. This is the Pro Wrestling Hey, what's up? This is your host, Jesse Carter. It's about to get exciting. How long is this going to last? Welcome back to another episode of the Pro Wrestling Shoot. I'm Jesse Carter. Joined with me today is James Pinard Jr. Michael Martinez is going to wait a little longer. We're probably going to hit him up over in the uh, Attitude Era segment. But James, what the fuck's going on, man? Just drinking some uh, some beer, long day at work. You know, we're getting over this fucking heat wave. Yeah, I know you're going to call me out and say, ah, fuck you guys. Yeah, um, exactly. Fuck but, um, you guys. When I, when we were going through the heat wave, you were in a nice like 80, 90 degree weather. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like we hit 80, a, t- a high of 80 today, and it was beautiful. Yeah, we just went through our heat wave, so we decided to, you know, me and my girlfriend decided it's too fucking hot to sleep in the room. Brought the damn mattress out to the to the um, living room, turn on the yeah, AC. Do you, not, do you not have AC in the in your room? No. 
the fuck? You're in California. No. You should have. They're cheap here. You, you don't have about? central AC. You got one of those window fuck ACs, man. huh? No, we don't have the window. Oh yeah, it's like the one that's like right outside. One yeah, of that's those, what I mean. Yeah. Like you don't have central AC running throughout your no. whole apartment. That's no. fucking weak. No. That's <clears throat> so yeah, it's either uh, that or blasting three fans at once. But um, yeah, we went through the heat wave and then we got like random two days of rain because of the hurricane that was going through like Mexico and Baja, California. So that was nice getting some rain. And I think today's the final day of the heat wave. Let me check. We're in a smoke wave. Yeah, 87, and then we're going down to 80, and then low low 70s. Thank so, goodness. So we're surrounded by smoke right now. There's fire all around us. The world is burning. It's fire yep. season over here. Yep, we've already had fires here, so we're yeah. on top of it. We're probably getting some of your smoke, you bastard. Whatever we can do, you can do better. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, we're fucking surrounded by trees. So yeah. uh we're we're in like you've seen you've seen the Tri Cities. This is a fucking mm-hmm. desert over here. But then yeah. as soon as you go about an hour out uh, you're in the Pacific Northwest, pretty much. <laughs> We're in like this bowl in the Tri Cities that's like nothing but desert and heat and weird snow weather. I don't know, like it's it's fucking crazy over here. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I feel like Florida sometimes. Like we just get some wild shit that happens over here in the Tri Cities, just in the Tri Cities. But if you travel about an hour away from here, you're good. Okay, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it it, it sucks, man. How was your weekend? Yeah, you know, pretty good. Um, of course, you saw it. I was going crazy. You know, me, Michael, uh, Frodo going crazy over football. We, I don't know if we heard a single thing from you. You probably muted us saying, what the fuck? I did. I, I muted you because I didn't. I don't give a fuck about anything but the Seahawks. Like, that's <laughs> just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not like a football. Like, mm-hmm. I love football. Don't get me wrong. And once playoff starts, I'll watch every team. But I do not watch every fucking game. Every, uh, yeah, no, I'm not doing that, dude. No, I, just, I don't me, have the time. I, I used to have that mentality, and you know, and then that's when you bring in gambling. It's like, okay, it kind of pushes you to watch every single game in a way. Yeah, like, I don't gamble, so. Yeah, see, I'm a gambling man. So, doing some fantasy football wasn't another uh, suicide pool. So, pretty much, I don't know if you know what that is. Um, you pick a team every week. You can't pick the same team twice. You pick one different team every single week, and you have to make sure to win. If you lose. You're out. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Frodo for his fucking team, his Titans, for losing for me. That bum. Um, I should have picked the Broncos. But anyways, <laughs> Did the Titans lose? Yeah, they lost to the Giants. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> and he thinks he's going to beat Buffalo this week? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I guess wow. he's been betting people $100, so... Yeah, see, that I can't even bet on the Seahawks right now, because I'm pretty sure we're, we're in a game tonight, um, and we're facing Russell Wilson. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, I, I wouldn't. So this is the first week, and let me just say, it, a lot of underdogs won. So I wouldn't be, yeah. so, I would not be surprised if Seattle well, we somehow pulls it we off. We didn't win a single fucking preseason game, so uh, that's preseason. But no one gives. No, I know. I, 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 yes, get it. I, I get it. I, yeah, I get it. Seattle, they're they're in a rebuilding state. They we're we're going to be in a long rebuilding stage until we get fucking Pete Carroll out of here. Um, it's going to be a long road for us, but that's okay because I'm going to still watch every Seahawks game, um, including tonight's and I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited. I mean, I'm even excited to see Russell Wilson back in Seahawks or well, not the Seahawks, but in the Seahawks stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it'll be good times. I hope we sack his ass. Like that's, <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. So, uh, hopefully this, uh, podcast ages well when it releases on Wednesday, but, um, yeah, man, other than that, dude, my weekend was pretty badass. Um, Random as fuck, uh, ended up going to WWE 
this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know. When I got that, I'm like, huh? I'm like, they're, yeah. in, they're in Washington? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they've been selling tickets forever for Spokane Arena. And it was a non-televised event. It was just the, the WWE um, Saturday night main event. And uh, so, yeah, they I've been seeing the advertisements since they went on sale and all that other shit. And I was just like, yeah, no, not going to that. Yeah, no, no. I'm I'm just fucking I'm over it, man. I'm over going to WWE Live. I think WrestleMania just like pissed me off like with the ticket prices. Speaking mm-hmm. of WrestleMania, those fucking guys from uh, uh what's what's the company that's slinging the WrestleMania tickets this year? Um, they kept hitting you up for a little oh, while. Um geez, this is a good with question. With the package deals that's, or whatever. You know, I can't remember it, but yeah, they keep, the guy keeps Fucking he keeps fucking up. emailing me too, and I was like, "Don't email me ever again with ah, these I told bullshit him prices." Up. Yeah, I told him straight up. Uh, like nobody it? in their fucking right mind, unless you're from the UK or somebody that saves up all year just for WrestleMania because you don't get any other wrestling events or anything like that. Totally understandable. But anybody who fucking pays, and I don't care what kind of wrestling fan you are, if you're paying seven thousand dollars per night for WrestleMania for a package deal to sit on the floor. Go fuck yourself. Like, you, that is the stupidest shit that I've ever heard in my life. It's not even worth it. Like, I don't give a shit what, like, this could be the best WrestleMania card that I've ever seen. And I would still never pay $7,000 per night to sit on the fucking floor. You got me think, fucked up. I think it's onlocation.com or something. Yeah, onlocation, yeah, that's it. I hit him up one time, you know, I said, hey, maybe I'm interested. And then I asked for pricing. Like, I, you know, asked, you know, because we didn't know. You know, if it was well, one yeah, because person we thought we thought like the five hundred dollar deal and the, like the fifteen hundred dollar deal and the two thousand was consider was considered two nights. So we thought that you were going to get both nights of WrestleMania in this package for two thousand dollars. All right, cool. I'll I'll pay for that. Oh yeah, and we also thought it came with two tickets. So yeah. like because that's what they were. That's what it kind of insinuated was that you get yeah, a pair I can of tickets. Understand. Look, for, I can understand if it was like a one night thing and you get two tickets out of it. Okay, sure. But when he told me, uh, I'm not going to specify the person, but um, yeah, when they told me that that was the price for one ticket in general, I just said, yeah, I dropped to the floor and said, yeah, I'm going to skip You basically told one. him to go fuck himself. Like, <laughs> let's just be honest. You told him to go fuck himself. In, in a very nicely way. I told him, hey, it's too expensive. And then he like gave me a, I think he texted me or something and he gave me a like and then that's it. And then he just kept emailing me every time. Oh, and no, I don't know. No. I, I didn't say this in a nice way at all. I told him, do not email me again. With these bullshit tickets, go fuck yourself. I said it just like that. I can show you a screenshot of the email. Oh, I believe <laughs> like, you. like fuck that, dude. That's insulting you. to me. Like it's, it's, I, I've yeah. been to better WrestleManias than anything that they will ever fucking put on in their life, and I've paid not even close to the price that they are charging right now to sit up in the fucking nosebleed sections. That's yeah, ridiculous. Five hundred dollars have... a person per night. To sit in the fucking 300 section. Which, look, I understand it's WrestleMania, but Jesus, come on, guys. I no, mean, and then we had... I don't give a fuck. There, fuck it, you know, this is the thing that really bugged me is when WrestleMania was coming by, Clash of the Castle came by, and you've seen it. There was a lot of remarks like, oh, the tickets are just as bad as WrestleMania tickets. That's how ridiculous it was. They're just overcharging it's, it. It's you know, ridic- it. It is ridiculous. It's I'm too not, much, dude. Yeah, look, look I'm not asking... Who the fuck are they selling these tickets to? Look, I, I'm not a person that makes shitty money like i'm not gonna sit here and say that i'm i'm rich by any means but i don't make you know i make pretty good money and even even if i was fucking rich 
Like, I, I just, I couldn't, no, I just couldn't do that. I could not buy tickets for that price. Like, that's ridiculous. It's just not worth it, James. It's, it's not it, worth it. No, no, you know, it's a bummer not going, but I'm like, hey, you know what? I don't want to On top of the, that, this doesn't even come with flight or hotel, motherfucker. Like, this is just your tickets. And I like, remember they used to and, do that. Don't you remember? They used yeah, to do that. Yeah, that's what I was, that's, remember we were talking about that, and I was like, hey, let's just wait, because they might have, like, flight package deals and shit that, that me and my wife can pick up and we'll go. Um, that's not the case. No, not with this on location. This is, their package deals are shit. Like, <laughs> Uh, this is not even talking flight getting to California, which mm-hmm. is not much, but it's it's not the point. Like yeah. I can I can I can buy a flight to California for fairly cheap, but it's mm-hmm. it's not the it's not the point. Like it's not counting hotels, not counting flight or anything like that. Like you are just straight robbing me blind. There, there there's a big robbery. Like I believe I looked at tickets from last year, bro. They're they, charging they, as much for floor tickets as you would pay for a fucking car. Yeah, it's not for one it's not, night. It's not worth. It. Like, look, you know, I know that's everyone's dream. I'll go to WrestleMania, but I'm not flooding my pockets for that. I'd rather just have you a front get row a seat, decent, which is can, my couch. Sit my sit my ass there, have my own beer. Don't do have you, to pay for a hundred dollar parking because that's yeah, what it is. Fucking ten ninety nine on Peacock, brother. Um, dude, yeah. check this out. Like, if you paid the seven, what is it? Like seven hundred four it's like 74.59 or something for this fucking package deal. It's so it's like it's not it's like almost 8 grand. Plus and yeah. that's for one night. That's yeah. Oh wait, no Just, maybe it's not. No, that's both nights. Sorry. Yeah, it was uh it was a 700 a 15 um, Does that give a, you both nights seven thousand? Does that give you both nights of WrestleMania? Oh yeah, they do. It's just the Okay, but that's one ticket but, though. Yeah, and I think you had to So go, if uh, I wanted to buy me and my wife a ticket for this there was like a I could have taken that I could have taken that 15 grand and bought a pretty sick car for 15 grand. Yeah, it's you know decent a decent it, car. It's, it's, maybe maybe not the same. Maybe I I'm over exaggerating. Like, not a sick car, but you know what I mean. Like a yeah, decent car. Yeah, the price gauging is really really bad. Like I think from Houston to WrestleMania before, their packages were like a 500, a thousand, I think a two, and I think a four. This one they upped it at least almost double, so it was like seven fifteen. Like, do you know how 25? much I paid for the for tickets for this live event that I could have sat front row, but my wife didn't want to sit on the floor. I think you, she, it, it same, like 80, so we so we paid the same fucking price for three rows off the floor. Uh huh. Seventy bucks a ticket. Yeah, yeah. I and they had floor tickets, James. First row, we could oh, have sat first row. How much were um? Mm-hmm. Do Ticketmaster because I know Ticketmaster. No, it was, t- it was a company called Ticket West out here. So it was Ticket oh, okay. West. Okay. Um, yes, it, they still had like a twenty dollar fee or some shit per ticket. Yeah, it's see, fucking stupid. But, yeah, see, and I know I'm going to do. You know, I'm not going to compare apples and oranges with you know AEW and WWE with their ticket prices. You know, but Jesus, like just to get a uh, when I was going to you know look just interested like let me look at single WrestleMania tickets, see how much they are. I think like a six hundred dollar ticket plus ticket master fees was at least another one hundred fifty two hundred bucks. It's not worth. That's it. That's ridiculous. It's not worth it. And I, you know, I don't know. You know, I know it's. I don't know if it's just a bigger deal because the Rams win there because they've never been there. Yeah. And I and I know they're trying to make up for the money when they couldn't do it because of COVID. But good lord, they don't need to know. make up for the money. They they made a fucking billion dollars the year of COVID. B. Who knows? Billion Who knows? with a B. 
Yeah, who knows how much? Because I know fucking insane. Because I know they lost a good a good significant amount when they did it in Florida, and they had like what was it like half the venue was full for Arania. Oh, poor WWE, they lost money. And I think like, that was was that the first time they were doing the the two nights, or was I, that I think I, it was a couple of us? No, ago. they they did WrestleMania the first one. I, I don't fucking but care. It's still, yeah, actually, you know, yeah, I think it was not the worth first time. Money. The, you the, know, COVID, if, the COVID thing was the first time we've gotten this two night bullshit. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, hey, if you can afford it, you can afford it. I'm just not, I'm telling you right now, you would agree. I'm not throwing my money down there. You even know, if you can I, afford it, you're even, fucking, you're an idiot for buying something they like even, that. Yeah, like you said, they used to throw in packages, like with flight and hotel in there. They used to do a whole extravaganza for that, but then, I don't know, I guess they just comp- completely dropped it. Yeah, it's not that I can't afford to go to WrestleMania, it's that I refuse to fucking pay that. That is, that is stupid. Like, I don't give a fuck if it is The Rock. Versus Roman Reigns for the titles or whatever. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not paying that. Like, that's fucking stupid. Not yeah. for WWE. I'm, I'm I wouldn't curious pay that for AEW either. Yeah, I'm just curious what it's going to be. I mean, you think this LA, you know, WrestleMania is going to be more expensive. Let's see what they do for the following year with Philadelphia at another well, football stadium. Yeah, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, uh, count me out. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I have now decided to go to double or nothing. <laughs> Yep, and, and pay a top like it, literally the top price you're gonna pay for fucking front row for double or nothing is probably like five hundred bucks, five maybe six, yeah, just about. I mean, yeah, and that's front know, row. At dude, a fucking, I was I'm still like in shock when I went to Dynamite and Rampage and I paid. Uh, what did they tell you guys? At least over like maybe two fifty, and that's for both shows. That's what I paid. One was floor seats, so that was that was combined. Yeah, yeah. One was yeah, and I think it was like one you were like thirty row. bucks. Yeah, uh, Rampage. Yeah, Rampage was like third row, or uh, yeah, third row, and then the other one was like probably like tenth row, and they were about about the same, like hundred to hundred twenty, with yeah. everything included. Yeah. See, uh, I don't know. For for me, if I can't get the first three rows on the ground, I'm I'm out. Like I I just don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't uh, yeah. subscribe to that because I'm not fucking getting some giant ogre in front of me to where I can't see. I'm a pretty big fucking guy, but there's always somebody bigger. And it they they seem to find their way right in front of my fucking seat every time <laughs> I choose to do anything past third row. Well, so hopefully you didn't have that problem at your uh, house show. No, no, it was actually it was really good, dude. So look, I went into this kind of negative. Um I told my wife about it. I was like, look, they got uh I was like, check it out. Uh spo uh uh, WWE's in Spokane in two days. And she's like, how much are the tickets? And I was like, hmm, let me check. And I went on there and I was like, holy shit, they got a whole fucking arena full of tickets. Like, I don't know what happened with this event, but a uh, whole arena was available, basically. Like, there wasn't a spot in this arena that you couldn't get. Like, uh-huh. you can get on the floor. There was third row available. There was a couple first row available. There was it, it, there, there was all sorts of tickets. Perfect views, everything. Um, where I like to sit, if I'm not going to be on the floor, is is directly across from the ring. You know that because I have you buy my tickets all the time. I yeah. want to see. I don't want to sit in the corner. I I want to sit right across the ring, like either hard cam side or or whatever. Right. Um, and that's what we got was right across the ring, third row up. Um, seventy bucks a ticket. Well, it's like seventy seven plus tax or whatever, but uh, seventy seven dollars, which is fucking great. Like we took our granddaughter. Um. It, it it was crazy. I was like, all right, well, with with all these tickets available in the events in two days, I don't think I don't think this is going to be a full house. Um, I was wrong. Uh, I went to the event. 
And that shit filled up. All those tickets that were available fucking sold. So WWE oh, just randomly released all these tickets. And I think they're doing this on purpose. So like when you're when you're going to an event, I've noticed I've noticed a trend on this. Okay. Um, there are not very many tickets available during your initial sale, okay. which is really weird. I don't, I, you know, like you get the pre-sale code, all that shit. Mm-hmm. You still go in there and you fucking fight to find tickets. Right. Um, well, three days before the event, WWE or Ticketmaster or the venue or whatever the case is mm-hmm. says, Hey, uh, all these tickets are available now. Like we've just released a whole bunch of different seating. So you, you go to check it out. And it's pretty much the whole fucking arena that's available in every good seat that you can think of for cheaper prices. It's incredible. Like, I'm pretty sure WWE is doing this on purpose. And I don't know why they're doing this. But anyway, this arena any sold out except for the 200 section. Nobody was sitting in the 200 section. And I'm pretty sure that if anybody bought tickets for the 200 section, that they were upgraded and brought down uh, lower just so they can fill seats. Right. So, uh, yeah. Um it was a packed crowd, dude. the The event was actually really good. I, I never, I haven't been to a like a live event uh, for WWE in in years. I couldn't even tell you the last time that I went. It's been that long. And um, yeah, dude, it was a fun show. I got to see Carrying uh, Cross for the first time, so that was fucking cool. Like I've never seen Carrying Cross perform live. Okay. I got to see him live, which was awesome. Um, I got to see. Uh, Gunther for the first time. I've never seen him live, so I got to see Gunther. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, fucking Sheamus came out, and this crowd went bananas, bananas <laughs> for Sheamus, dude. I've never fucking knew that he had this big of a fan base until <laughs> you're sitting in this crowd. And when they, when because it was a trios match, right? It was uh, Sheamus and his dudes versus uh, Gunther and the Imperium. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um. When they they were building up the tag to Sheamus the entire match, and this match was a fucking banger too, dude. It wasn't just like one of those weird house show matches. Have you ever been to a house show? First of all, no, I've never been to a house show. Um, okay, yes, well, I, I've seen them like advertised, you know, here and there. Yeah, um, so house shows are pretty much all we get here. We mm-hmm. don't ever get raws or anything. We get those in Portland and Seattle. Which I don't know why. Funny enough, they're in Portland today. Yeah, they're in Portland tonight. Yes, and then they're uh, going to be here, I guess, on Friday. Which they were in Seattle on that. Friday. So for SmackDown, they were in Seattle, okay. and then that's what they usually do. They'd run SmackDown, Seattle, uh, Raw, Portland, or vice versa. It's usually usually Portland gets Raw. I don't yeah. know why it's set up like that, but usually Sat- Seattle always gets SmackDown, Raw gets uh, Portland gets Raw. I don't know why it's like that, but we don't get fucking pay per views. We don't get nothing, dude. Yeah, like, you that's haven't it. had pay per views in a long time. I think uh, the last time was like Stomping Ground. That was the last one oh, we got. Oh, jeez, yeah. So yeah, that's, so that's that, been a good while. Yeah, I noticed yeah, that, that pattern. Like they used to do it over here. So we were supposed to get Royal Rumble, and then yeah. fucking, and then uh, that lockdown happened or whatever. Like, yeah, I think that was during COVID. We were supposed to get Royal Rumble. Okay, and that shit didn't happen because we didn't open up soon enough. And now Royal Rumble is going to fucking San Antonio, Texas. It just pisses me off, dude. We were supposed to get the Rumble. But we're not getting the Rumble. Um, anyway, most of the time we get house shows. House shows usually suck. Um, it's usually just fan interaction. 
type shit yep. to where they come out and they have fun with the crowd or or do whatever. You Pretty know, much ha- not on scene TV stuff, just like them. Yeah, just like off. work slow matches, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then usually your main event goes hard. But this time, dude, we got the trios match. And that, dude, they were slapping the shit out of each other. Like, dude, it was just like what you've seen at Clash of the Castle, except this was a really good match. The finish yeah. sucked because it ended by DQ. but um, And the match went a good, like... 15, 20 minutes. It was a fucking good match, dude. So it was you actually you a good your, match. Would you say you got your money's worth? Yes. From, yes. From the action. Okay. Yes. My granddaughter went with us and she was having an absolute blast. Um, dude. So this was a weird ass show for me because I have, like I said, I have, I haven't been to a non-televised in a while. This really like brought to perspective on what WWE does for their fan base. Right. There was no AEW anything to be fucking found in this crowd. <laughs> like, no t-shirts, no fucking signs, no, like, some little chatter every now and then. Like, in the in the line, some people were talking about it, you know? And then at concessions, I've heard, I heard a couple people talking about AEW. But other than that, like, no AEW to be found. No fucking t-shirts, no nothing. Yeah. It was crazy, dude. And then everybody was, like, legit booing the heels. And cheering the faces. And as a matter of fact, we had a family sitting in front of us because I was cheering some heels like Karrion Cross, who got zero fucking reaction <laughs> when he came out. Like zero. Nobody knew who the fuck he was. It was incredible. Like I was the only one chanting for Karrion Cross because I was so excited. And this family in front of me got upset that I was cheering some of these heels. Like some of my favorites, you know what I mean? Like I had uh, yeah, like yeah. like Gunther. Like I like Gunther. Uh-huh. So I was cheering Gunther and uh, I was getting some dirty looks. And so like, I was like, wow, you know, like this WWE crowd is a whole different crowd than AEW. And this like kind of put that into perspective for me that like WWE really does have those fans that don't give a fuck about AEW. Yeah. They just, have it's their, incredible. They like they just have them wrapped around their finger. Yeah, it's it's so it's like there's no wrestling outside of this place and it's 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 incredible to me because they don't know what good wrestling is, I guess. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know. WWE's been killing it and they've been doing good, so I'm not like going to talk bad on them and I really enjoyed myself at this show, so I'm not going to say anything. Drew McIntyre got a fantastic reaction and like I said when they're building up to that hot tag for Sheamus, when they tagged that motherfucker in, that place came unglued to the point that my ears were ringing and it wasn't even a sold out house. Like that's that's how loud it got for Sheamus yeah. and I was I was impressed, dude. Oh, I was man. like this is incredible like um, it, it, it was just, it was so fun. Uh, the main event was Drew McIntyre versus, um, versus Sammy. Sammy Zayn in a street fight. And they put each other through tables, hit each other with Kendo. They, they did everything. And, and it was actually really fun to watch, dude. Like the Sammy Zayn really fed off the crowd. And, um, he was, you know, like right as soon as he came out, he was like talking on the mic and, um, <laughs> The fans started chanting, you suck, you suck. And so he started, like, feeding into that, right? And and telling, you know, if you guys say I suck one more time, <laughs> and then the fucking crowd, like, it just came unglued, dude. My ears were ringing again with the you suck chants. And Sami Zayn, like, kept doing that. He did that, like, three or four times. If you guys tell me I suck one more time, I swear I'm out of here, you know? And <laughs> by, the, by the fourth time he did it, like, Drew McIntyre's music hit, and he came to the ring. And it was just, it was fantastic, dude. It was really fun to watch. Like, 
all the stuff. Byron Saxton was the host, and uh, he came up to our section, and he was, like, slapping everybody's hands and stuff. I got a video yeah, of that. I saw that. Um, that I posted on social media. Um, dude, Byron Saxton is amazing. Like, this dude has so much energy. He just has that – I don't know, man. He has that feel-good aura surrounding him. At right. all times, and I just love Byron Saxton. I was telling my wife, like, if WWE ever gets rid of Byron Saxton, then they fucking just, they, they fucked up. Because Byron Saxton can sell anything you need him to. Like, he's just oh, that yeah. he cool came, of a guy. He came a long way. Like, I know he was, they, I believe he tried to be a wrestler, and then that didn't work out for him. And then commentary seemed to just work for him very nicely. He's just a straight positive I've, I've, guy, dude. Yeah, that's what I've heard. He's a very nice guy, very chill, you know, never really argues. He's very... Just very kind in general. Dude, even Rhonda ran this house show, too. So Rhonda was there, which oh, impressed okay. me as well. Huh. Like, yeah, so non-televised, Rhonda is making loops. She's she's making dates. And that's fucking impressive, dude, because somebody like Rhonda Rousey does not need to work house shows. She just doesn't. Like, but she's committed that much with all these fucking wrestling fans talking shit about Rhonda Rousey. She is actually working on her craft and trying to get better. Because she's she's making these house show loops, and that's fucking awesome. As a fan, seeing that, I think that's incredible. Yeah, I because mean, somebody with her name, she doesn't need that shit. No, no, with her big name out there, you know, you wouldn't expect her to be at a house show liking, and you you know, seeing her at your show was just probably catching you off guard. Like, oh, she's actually here. I mean, you granted, know, so. I went and took a piss and bought merch by the when they but, were out yeah. there, but yeah, and, and got a beer, you know. <laughs> but um and the only reason I did that is because my wife absolutely hates Ronda Rousey like and I tried to explain this this to her I'm like look Ronda Rousey's making house loops like that's fucking incredible you have no idea what that means like this is big like Ronda Rousey with her name regardless of if you like her or not this girl does not need to make house loops she could say fuck this place I'm such a big name that I only need to be on TV you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and, but she doesn't, she doesn't, she comes and she does the loops. She does, you know, she, she's working her craft, man. Like I, I, I applaud it. I think it's fucking fantastic that she's doing that. Um, Liv Morgan got a pop too. She ended up facing, uh, Natalia. Oh yeah. Natalia got a pop when she came out too, but then Natalia like worked the heel card and immediately started talking <laughs> shit about the fans. So that way she can get booed. Oh. And I was like, that's a fucking pro right there. That's, you know what I mean? Like, because she, she couldn't stop smiling when she came out because she's seen the reaction that she got because everybody was happy to see her. Unless everyone was going to give her a pop because of her sister. Because <laughs> everyone's all That's over the her. thing, dude, is I don't <laughs> think this crowd even knows about that. No. Like, that's, no, that's what's seems, crazy. Yeah, like you said, it's very, you said most of the crowd was like family, mostly, yeah. mostly a lot of families. And I think because it's just a cheaper expense. Like, you know, it's, it's, like, yeah, I wouldn't even have everyone. considered this crowd a part of the IWC at all. Like, I don't no. think that no, any of these guys like a had a fucking yeah. single clue what was going on outside of WWE. That's how incredible this was. Yeah. I thought that I was, like, the only smart fan there. Like, I, it was incredible. I was like, this is fucking weird. Now, like, what did you go in there wearing? Any AEW merch, wrestling, WWE merch? No, I wore my Cody shirt, but it was a Bullet Club Cody shirt. That was okay. the, yeah. I wore my Bullet Club uh, American Nightmare okay. Cody shirt, and then... uh. Yeah, so so the merchandise they were selling was literally, like, look, they're selling John Cena still, like, half the fucking rack, John Cena, <laughs> half the other rack, 
There's, there's actually, it wasn't even half the rack. So, uh, the bloodline had the new bloodline shirt where it has Roman's face, uh, and the Usos on it. Yeah. And the money on the table. No, not even that one. Oh, it's not even. It's the red one that says the bloodline on the bottom. I got you. And then they have this, this shirt that I'm wearing right now where it says greatness on a different level mode, which I thought was fucking fantastic when he released that, because that was a shot at AEW and I had to support that. That was, even though I love AEW, I love, uh. I love the controversy <laughs> surrounding everything. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is the only Roman Reigns shirt that I've ever bought in my life. Okay. Uh, I'm rocking it now. And, um, yeah, and then they had his glove. They had a Rey Mysterio mask. They had um, the Universal title, not even the WWE title. They just had the Universal title okay. for sale. And then a mini, um, like a kid's replica of the undisputed title, which was fucking random. Like the undisputed title, something that they have not, sh- I don't know. So fucking weird. You would have thought they would had like a, a, a kid's version of the, un- the universal or something, but yeah, they didn't. They're selling that. Yeah, s- selling a fucking undisputed title. Yeah, with these kids I don't, know don't even know what is. the fuck is because they're, yeah. they're, they're too young to know that shit anyway. Um, and then they had, yeah, so basically most of the merch was just John Cena. And then they had, like, one action figure. And then they had, um, what was it? I think that was it. That was, oh, yeah, no, Liv Morgan. They had one Liv Morgan shirt, and then they had one Ronda Rousey shirt. Wow, actually, wow they actually put Liv merchandise up there. That's a, yeah, one that's Liv accomplishment, shirt. I mean, for her, because, you know, like, like we were discussing off-air when I went to AEW, it was just CM Punk. They just have, like, three top sellers, and that's it. That's all they focus on. And I don't know if it's just more easy for them just to, you know, not bring too much over, bring out what it's, they know it's for sure. It's probably because they know by experience what's going to sell at the show. Yeah, they so probably do. So it's like, do, why yeah. haul all this shit when it's not going to sell? Yeah, if you want to buy the rest, buy it online, you know, and that's a bummer thing because, you know, I'm over there like, oh, let me buy this shirt that they don't have, you know, or yeah. that I have to buy online and, you know, pay I for was telling my I was telling my wife I was hoping that we were going to be at a Raw show because I would have loved to see like a Kevin Owens shirt. Uh, Cody Rhodes shirt or a Seth Rollins shirt, like something like that. Like I, I would have bought one yeah. of those shirts. Yeah, and of um, all people, Cena hasn't been in. This, you know, he's you know he's, he's nowhere not there. to fucking be found. Roman, nowhere to be okay. found. Roman, the bloodline, understandable. Ronda, um, you know, okay, but that just really goes to show limited. you the star, the star power of WWE right now. Like even with all these returns and everything, they are still reliant so much on on a sell for John Cena. It's incredible. Jeez. Yeah, that's 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 not any different with AEW. You had Punk shirts, you had bum the what is it, Blackpool Combat Club, and you also had the Young Bucks. That's it. Shit, I would have bought a Young Bucks or a Blackpool probably, Combat. Yeah, now I think it's probably changed a little bit. There's probably some Moxley, there's probably some, you know, besides all the controversy and shit, Kenny Omega merchandise probably and a little bit of other stuff, but that's it. Nothing I'm surprised. I'm no sure all Ro- that's pulled off the shelf, and all we got is a Brian Danielson, fucking Chris Jericho, and John maybe Moxley M- T-shirts. Yeah, maybe MJF now, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's probably it, man. But yeah, other than that, dude, like that—that's pretty much what I did this weekend. I did binge uh, Cobra Kai. Have you caught Cobra Kai yet? No, dude, you're fucking missing. I'm out. So way. They—they re- they released the fifth season on Netflix now, so there's I, five I seasons, heard. and. They're all fucking phenomenal. I, I binged the whole season. Go and check that shit out, dude. But I I, I want to gear up, dude, and I want to talk about a little more of this information that's been released with CM Punk and MJF 
and uh, the the elite and Christopher Daniels and all these guys that fucking you know from the media scrum. It's just from a hell. big clusterfuck. Let's just say that it's, so it's, much it's, shit has released since uh, we we got to talk about it last week that it's just fucking mind blowing. Yeah, it's so, it's it's been very exhausting. Just you know, shout out to Dirt Sheet Radio for always posting the news. But good lord, probably every like, I want to say half hour to twenty minutes. There's always like, okay, well we got this side of the story. Hey, well we got this one from PW Insider. Well, this one's from Fightful. I'm like, Jesus, this it's is like fucking a, wild. You man. know, and we had a discussion. I want to say, me and you were talking about this, and we've never seen this much news feed on wrestling in a long time. I don't know what a it very was. Long time, yeah. yeah it, and I don't know. This is why. like taking over my timeline at this point. It's yeah, fucking that's ridiculous. all there. Yeah, now it's just you go through your timelines, and it's nothing but well, CM Punk stuff or Kenny Omega. You know, you know. Obviously, today was a big topic because uh, no BT, which I'm not surprised about. Um, yeah, this is this is interesting, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll discuss into it how Tony Khan and them handle it. But yeah, this has just been a crazy controversy that. <laughs> It's just, man, it's just long, and, you know, let's see how long this goes on until we ever get an answer, or we just never get it. This is, you know, this is pretty much like Dark Side of the Ring, just being (laughs) right in front of you. It's fucking wild, man, and we'll get into it right after this short break and a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. Guys, we'll be right back, right here on the Pro Wrestling Shoot. (laughs) Fellas. Fantasy football draft season is right around that corner. C.D. Lamb is good, but have you seen these beautiful balls? It's time to get your snake looking right for this snake draft with the sponsors for today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have created a championship lineup with their Performance Package 4.0. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code PWSHOOT. That's promo code PWSHOOT. Guys, I've already told you some horror stories on this. Don't get a typical razor from a retail store and try to cut your balls with it. Do me a favor. Go to manscaped.com. Man, I used to have to use my old face shaver. You know. And then I'd have to go and buy another one. Because I'm not touching the same razor that I touch my balls with on my face. But when I used this face shaver, it got ugly. It got ugly in a hurry. And let me tell you, there were no beauty products. There was no ball deodorant. There was nothing. There was no crop preserver. There was nothing to take that sting away. Do yourself a favor and go to manscaped.com and get yourself a real razor for them nuts. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and travel bag. Tom Brady didn't come out of retirement for you to have hairy balls. Sorry, just didn't happen. Slotted at quarterback, we have the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, and even your A-gap. You know what that A-gap is. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7000 RPM motor and a new multifunction on and off switch that you can engage a travel lock and is even waterproof. 
the Lawnmower 4.0 also comes with a 4000K LED spotlight, which allows you to be as accurate as Bill Belichick with the challenge flag. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker, the ultimate flex. Watch it run through your ear and nose hairs like Derrick Henry coming straight up the gut. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9000 RPM motor, powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs in those sensitive holes. Don't forget to use the Crop Reserver, Ball Deodorant and their Crop Reviver to help your little bench warmers be on their A game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Who's the commissioner now? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code PWSHOOT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, guys, and free shipping with the promo code PWSHOOT at manscaped.com. It's time to put the PP back in the PPR and get a grip on your pigskin this season with Manscaped. Welcome back to the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Guys, before we get in to all of this drama that is probably going to overtake podcasts for quite some time until we find a resolution. Uh, James, have you gotten an Xbox yet? No. You know that AEW Fight Forever should be coming out this year. Yes. Are you excited to get the game when you get an Xbox? I'm like 50-50 with the game. Okay, I'm curious. How, how did you feel about it? Are you were you not? Did you ever play any of the old games? First of all, yeah, like later, later down the road. So, okay, so they didn't mean shit to you by the time you had played them. They were, you know, they were like the old school nostalgia. You know, yeah, no, I was like way late to the game. You know, okay. just okay. so, but I, I know they were like I see how you know they they said that they wanted to bring back the old game style. Um, personally, for me, like. You know, I don't mind the old school style. I know you have said a number of times you want something of a new feeling. You know, you don't want to go back and like a rehash game, you know, of something from like a reversion of the game well, from from long time ago. Well, I, I did like the feel when you got with friends or whatever the case may be. I liked the feel of how do you uh, how would you say this? I like the feel of No Mercy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I did like that, and I liked some of the features and stuff like that, and I thought that, you know, if, if if incorporated in a brand new game, it could be fun. But I hate the fucking, like, so some people feel different than, different than me on this subject. I do not like anything that isn't motion capture. I like motion capture because I feel like the impact of the moves and stuff like that um, feels real. And feels feels very smooth, you know? Yeah, feels smooth. It goes smooth. Um, I, I'm not a fan of, like, how slow-paced some of the WWE games have been recently, but uh, I'm hoping to speed that up, and I'm hoping that AEW will feel more fast-paced, and it looks a little more fast-paced, too, but some of the landings, dude, just fucking, you know, from what we've seen of the game, and I know a lot of people have been asking me, when are you going to talk about AEW Fight Forever? When are you going to talk about it? Well, I haven't really talked about it because I'm not too sold on the game yet. Like, I'm going to get it. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to buy the game just because I want to play something else that's wrestling, but Mm -hmm. um, I don't think 
that this game is going to be what everybody feels like it's cracked up to be, man. Like, motion capture is there for a reason, all right? I want the landings. And, and dude, when I looked at this game, I felt like we took 10 years off of new generation consoles. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So that, I, I you can know, agree with that. The, the graphics did not look very good. Um, there was just, you know, it, it just wasn't impressive to me. Like, I, I didn't feel like, do I think that it could be fun to play with friends? Yes, of course I do. If that shit is cross-platform, right? Like, I'd like to get down with some of my friends that have a PlayStation. Like a PlayStation right. 5 or something. I would mm-hmm. like to be able to play with those guys. Or even people playing on a PC. It, it, I feel like as a next generation game, like if you're not going to do cross platform, then what the fuck are we doing here? Like cross platform needs to be the future of this. Like it doesn't matter what console you have, you should be able to play because other ever everybody feels different about their consoles, right? Like some people buy PlayStation Five just because of the the controller. That's the reason why I was going to get a PlayStation Five until I came across an Xbox uh, Series X first. So mm-hmm. now I I just stuck with the Xbox Series X. I did have an expensive uh, Astros headset that I bought for the Xbox One that I got to transfer over, which I was very happy that um, I could still incorporate that into my game because uh, it would not have worked for a PlayStation Five. This mm-hmm. is an Xbox version headset and it cost about $500. So um, I'm happy that this uh, Dolby surround sound headset still works so I can still play my Call of Duties and all that other stuff um, with my headset because I was really bummed about making that switch, but I feel like the PlayStation 5 really stepped it up uh, for next gen with their controllers. But those controllers are not incorporated in every single game because nobody's really releasing games that are exclusive to that are worth a fuck anyway, like anything that's exclusive that are worth a fuck right now that are using that um, technology, so to speak, with their controllers and and you know right. the trigger buttons and shit like that. So anyway, I feel like the game will be fun if you can get a group of people together and start fucking playing it. Like if you even if you're sitting at home, you got four controllers at home you're drinking some beers and you're playing this and you're fucking, you, you fill the ring with weapons, all sorts of crazy shit, right? That's going to be fun. But as far as like the graphics and keeping me playing all year long, eh, I don't know, man. I don't think this is, you know, people can argue. Yeah. Well, 2k has got all this money invested in them and the years, years of advancement. Well, look, dude, it doesn't matter. Like you've invested this money into a video game. If you're going to invest that much money into a video game, why not make it the best fucking game that you could possibly make? Right. You know, I mean, it's their first game, you know, um, I guess the best conspiracy I've heard with this game is sort of how TNA had their game and it was okay, but it didn't, you know, it wasn't good enough to make a second game that they were rumored to do. Well, and it wasn't um, a game to play all year long either. No, it was like, all right, I'll play it here and there. You know, I had some nostalgia, and then it's like, all right, I'll put it back. And then once in a while, you look in the closet or wherever you put your games and say, yeah, I guess I'll play it, you know. Well, well think um, about this, too. They didn't want to do a yearly release with this AEW game. So now we're not even talking about playing it all year long. Now we're talking about playing it until the next one fucking releases. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, you know, I figured, I, you know, I'll still play WWE probably a lot more than this AEW game. I mean, there's, you know, there's there's a lot of flaws in the game, you know, like certain things like um, 
The interests is a big one, which I'm still surprised why they dropped that. And, you know, I can hear from the other side, well, you know, I usually just want to go through the gameplay. And I understand that, you know, because I knew loading screens were like crazy for a lot of people just in other wrestling games. Oh, they were taking too long. You know, I just want to wrestle. You know, I get it. But, you know, for well, us. People people also like Conrad Cushman um, from Everything Pro Wrestling. He stated, and it made perfect sense to me because I feel the same way. Um, when you play a character like Kenny Omega, you want to experience that full Kenny Omega entrance, right? Or the CM yeah. Punk entrance. You want to experience that sometimes. Here's another thing that's great about entrances. If you're fucking playing online, this is your last chance to go to the bathroom, get a drink of water, or anything while these entrances are playing. Now, you don't got that time. It's like if you pop in an online match, you better be fucking ready. Like you're you're just you're gonna kick right into the match, right? So um there there were lots of perks about the entrances that yeah. I loved. Oh yeah, and yeah. No, it was it was like- the usual perk for us, you know, like hey, I gotta go do something real quick, you know. And then I can understand you know, from the other person's it, it's a win win. It depends how you look at it. For some people, they just wanna they wanna get down with the gameplay, they wanna just they don't want to wait. They want to get down with right. it. They're just, well, look you know. at Chris Williams so, too from the from the podcast. He made his own characters and he wanted to watch their his full creation. Yeah, um, you know, you know, and, you and that's another thing too. Cre- creation uh, wrestlers, how is that entrance going to look? You know what I mean? Like, because if you only have like a second, are they just going to have like twenty presets that you can put in there, and that's pretty much all you got for your? Yeah, and I guy. think we're just like very know, spoiled, it's... and we're used to it, you know, because it was you can create this, you can mess with this, and mess with this, you know. And then it was a bummer. Um, I forgot what I think it was was a nineteen or one of the WWE games where you, the entrances weren't even online. So it's like, well, what what's the point of it then? You know, yeah, I it's, think it's, it was, I want to yeah, show everything right. off. You know, I want to show off my whole entire character. You know, coming out with a T-shirt. You know, oh, hey, you know, you start the match and it's like, oh, hey, he's just out in the ring with no shirt. Oh, well, I want to show off what shirt he had. You know, oh, but they don't have it online, so I, I could. You know, it's still a bummer. You know, and I like the old school style, and I do like the entrances, even just characters we download. I want to see the entrances. You know, it's it's. I don't know, just exploring yourself and showing people, like, your creations, it was a cool thing to show off, or, you know, right. like you said, go to the bathroom, or do whatever you need to do, take a smoke break real quick, you know, you had your reasons with that, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, back when I used to smoke weed, I'd be, like, loading a bowl or something during those. <laughs> yeah, and you had the other person, rolling, like, all right, I'm pressing A, I'm joint. getting my yeah. entrance done with, I don't want to wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, I mean, and it's all good, you know, like... It's not a deal breaker for me for the entrances. I'm just more worried about the game in general. And I feel like if you don't give us as much as cross platform, then it's, it's, you know, cause I got a lot of friends that play PlayStation five. And if I, sometimes your Xbox friends are not online, you know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm. your PlayStation five friends aren't online. You might want to hop on with whoever the fuck is playing and get down and play the game and have some fun. But I still feel like there's potential with the game, and I feel like you could still have fun with it. The, the Those 64 games were awesome to play with friends. I, I do know that. Oh, yeah. I as as for, like, thing. offline mm-hmm. mode, I, I feel like this game doesn't have any legs to it when it comes to offline mode. I mean, you can you can argue it's got a storyline and stuff. Look, once you beat the storyline, you're fucking done with it. Like, that's... yeah. That's pretty much it. The 2K has that beat by 10 miles because they have that universe mode, which is continuous. It just fucking plays and plays. You can customize whatever you want, everything like that. So, um, and I understand uh, 
you know, we're comparing apples to oranges here. But at the same time, it's like, well, do these people want to spend their $60 on this or do you want to hold out a couple more months and get that WWE 2K23? I know our buddy Brian Williams worked hard on both of these fucking games that are going to be coming out, um, AEW Fight Forever, and now he's back with 2K. So... Um, I don't know, man. I'm gonna get them both. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get them both because I buy every wrestling game that comes out just because I'm a collector in that that aspect. I know you are too. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna get it. I'm just worried about the longevity of it. I guess. Yeah, I mean the AW game. You know, since they're not going to be doing a year release, it's just gonna be. You know, I'll pop it in. I'll have it in my console for what couple months and then hey let me go on 2k you know because there's there's always going to be that one option like oh hey AEW doesn't have this i'm gonna hop into the oh hey AEW doesn't have this i'm gonna go over there you yeah. know so it's gonna be yeah. vice versa but i do see myself playing WWE a lot more just because you know they've that creation begin- suite they, is just nothing to fuck with, bro. Like they've yeah. they've got many years invested in that creation suite and all the things that you can do with fucking, uh, you know, downloading characters or whatever you want. Like the the creation is just uh, sky's the limit for for WWE basically. Yeah, so, and and I was going through this thinking the AEW game is not going to be, you know, the golden game for me. It's not going to be top notch like the two K games. They've they've explored so many options. You know, they've been in the gaming you know, community for some time. So they've explored like different options, different story modes, all different modes, you know, so this AEW game, let's see what they can do, you know, um, and just, you know, get, uh, trust me, I want both of them to do good. That That's the best. Yeah, of it. I mean, absolutely. that's the same thing I was hoping for the TNA game. You know, I feel like it's going to be the same way how I treated it. I played it for about a good month, you know, or finish the storylines or whatever and try to do all the achievements. And then that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's bone yeah. dry to me. I, I think this this game will have a little more leg to it than the TNA game, just because I feel like the roster is expanding, and and also they they did talk about continuous DLC or something like that. I, I think that was rumored that you could just continue to get DLC for the game, which would be fucking fantastic. So would, we can continue yeah. to get updated rosters, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna put a paywall behind that, but if they do. Um, it's still worth it in my mind because um, it'll still make it relevant and make it feel like a new game. Possible matches too, you know what I mean? Like if they're going to continue to add on to this game to make it uh, feel like it's got some life to it, right? Like if they give us like a War Games match down the line or whatever the fuck it's called in there, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fucking... Uh, what's it called? Blood and guts. So they yeah. give us like a blood and guts version of the match uh, later on down the line, and figure out a way to patch this into the game and right, stuff like that. Just, you just see new, that with new this, features. Yeah, you see this with this two K two K game. You know, they keep like once in a while they'll throw an update. Hey, this character's up there. We actually put him in the game. You know, so yeah. it's a little different. We really haven't had that from the previous game. No, um, because there's always been just uh, yeah, DLC just like, packs yeah, and that's that. Yeah, it's pretty much just a solid roster. You get your three LC, your your three DLC packs or whatever, and then that's it, set in stone. Yeah. And then whatever you get next year, that's what you get. So. And you honestly, know, by mean, the time they release their final DLC pack on 2K, I'm fucking over the game. Like, I literally have not really played with what was it rob van dam that released on wwe 2k uh the final dlc pack i haven't fucking used that at all i i want to pop on and play games i've just been extremely busy winter is coming so uh no pun intended but winter is coming 
and uh, I, I feel <laughs> like I'll have a lot more time to be gaming. Um, I, I'm excited about yeah. the game. I, I'm, I know that people will still throw in, like, look, the wrestling code is coming to look. I'm not excited about the wrestling code. I, I, they just, I have no, they have no crazy financial backing for this video game. I'm not, I'm not doubting that they could possibly, um, make a fun game out of what budget they do have. I know the roster is fucking stacked and it's mainly aimed towards independent wrestlers and some legends, but, um, as far as the gameplay goes, I mean, I'm just, they, I haven't seen anything on it, so I really can't get excited about it, I guess. Um, but what images were released, I kind of felt like it was like the legends, what was it? Legends of WrestleMania or legends of wrestling type type video yeah. games where they were low budget. Um, some were okay to play, but I mean, we'll, we'll see, man. I, I don't think it's going to be a contender to AEW or WWE 2K by any means, but um, it is another wrestling game that they're releasing and it is another wrestling game that we will have the chance to pick up. So I am excited about that fact, but as far as like how the game is played or anything that is available in the game or what you can do, like nothing has been released on this game yet. And it's so low budget that it's hard to get excited for it. Yeah, totally understandable, you know, just like, you know, I wasn't going into this AEW game like, you know, with top tier expectations, you know, I didn't have a lot of, you know, sense like, oh, it's going to be exactly like the 2K game. No, not whatsoever. I mean, with 2K, you, you expect a simulator type of game, you know, while this AEW game, I think it's going to be like an arcade style type of game, just like it was back in the day, but more fast paced, you know, and I don't mind more options for games, you know. You know, because I know once in a while 2K is going to get a little, you know, bone dry for me and I just want to play these other games. You know, I mean, that's what we had back in the day. You know, it, that I mean, hell, I have a whole closet of the old school wrestling games because they were just the nostalgia and it was different options. Like, you know, oh, I want to play SVR. Oh, you know, let me play Shut Your Mouth or Here Comes the Pain. You know, so I like the more alternative games, you know, and I don't mind yeah, remakes, you know. But I mean, I don't think this is a remake by any means. I think that it just has that feel of No Mercy. I don't think that like this will be a remake whatsoever. This is like what wrestling fans have been clamoring for for the AEW game. They've wanted that No Mercy style feel. They always say No Mercy is their favorite game. So I mean, a lot of and then when they release footage that shows them and it looks and feels like I'm, I haven't played the game, but it feels as I'm watching it like No Mercy. Yeah. Um, then people start bitching. So it's like, look. You wanted this kind of game. This is what Kenny Omega and Ukes is trying to give you. As long you know, along with AEW, they're trying to give you that old feeling, you know, of a wrestling game. But uh, we'll just see how it plays, man. I know that some of the collision in the in the game just had me like, ugh, that looks fucking terrible. Some of the the off the top rope moves, it, it just it, it felt like a mix of like day day of reckoning and. Uh, no mercy, you know what I mean. So very yeah. Nintendo like. Yeah, and, and you know I get it. Some people's perspective on the games is like, well, I don't want like real life animations. I don't want it to feel like, oh, it's actually like real life wrestling. I want some goofiness involved, which I I totally understand it. You uh, know, if, if that's your bag, I, you know, you know I mean? hey, that's everyone's you know input. I mean, I was you know I was a huge fan, just like a lot of people were. were here comes the pain. Could it be updated? Hell yeah, there's a lot they could have done with it, but it was fun what it does. You know, I was a sucker for career mode for some time because there was so many options in those games, you yeah. know, and then the career modes kind of went down south, you know, just not, 
not many options. It was, you know, you would choose one direction, you would still end up the same direction, I guess. If I guess that's yeah, what you just got to complete sense. them all. Yeah, that's, yeah, so yeah, it's just one of those, one of those things. I, I don't know, man. Like, it for me, I'm living in 2022. I want a game to feel like 2022. I see all these phenomenal games getting released and the fucking graphics and everything just looks fantastic. And then when I take a look at AEW, I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. Now I feel like I took three generations off of this game, you know what I mean? So, but I, it, it's not done yet. Um, we haven't even gotten a, a legit re- release date on it. Yeah. First we keep hearing fall and then I keep hearing December. So whenever it comes out, it comes out, you know, I want Honestly, positive reviews. From I, I'm kind of with everybody else on this. Like a lot of people want them to just take their time. I, I, yeah, I don't rush. Yeah, don't rush to put them on the shelves. Do what you can, you know, even take some fans, com- take some comments from the fans. Because sometimes it will help you in the end. Sometimes it's complete shit. But you know, I would f- be okay if they waited a whole nother year um, to release this game. Because as long as it's going to get the game in tip-top shape to where we want it. And they know it's going to be a good, fun game. I'm for it, man. I'm for yeah. it. Yeah, put as many characters in there. Because trust me, us fans will bitch about certain characters not being in the game. I'd be like, oh, hey, that guy's cool. Oh, but they didn't put him in the game. And that's what, that's what happened with the DLC packs for 2K. There's a couple of them that are kind of wonky. Some people want certain people added in and they remove due to other reasonings, of course, like being in AEW or other cases, you know, so take your time. Don't rush well, it Kenny on the Omega had said that he, he wanted the initial release to feel like AEW felt when it first started. Yet they put CM fucking punk on the cover of this fucking thing. And CM Punk is now in the game, but he was not. He he just got here a year ago. So, I mean, if, yeah. if FTR can't be in the game, but FTR was here before CM Punk, what the fuck gives? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's always that tricky There's always that tricky situation with the superstars and trying to get royalties. Um, I think, who was it that said this on one of the 2K games that they didn't get involved? Um, there was one person. Do you remember? I can't remember. Who was, but there were certain people that always had issues. The wrestlers were, I'm not getting royalties. Nope, I'm not getting the money. I don't want in, you know. So I get it. They want their, you know, money in the game. You yeah, know? some so, people just didn't want to be involved in the game because they didn't, they didn't feel like their pay was was good enough for it. Yeah, so um, it is what it is, you know. But you know, just like the 2K games, I want this game to do well. You know, trust me, if we can, ha- if we can redo all these games from the past and they fixed every single one of them, trust me, I would enjoy it. So I wish the best for all of them. And yeah, like you said, and I agree with it. Don't rush to get on the shelf. Take your time. You know, you showed your gameplay in uh, Germany with Evo Uno and um, Cabana showing off the game. You know, so take your fans' comments, see what you take from it. You know, and see if you can adjust and tweak a couple things. If not, it is what it is. And you know, don't rush it out there. Just take your time. Give us the best you think you can, and we'll go from there. For sure, man. And speaking of Colt Cabana, look, there's a lot of stuff that has come out about the whole CM Punk elite situation. Um, you know, we all know the situation with Colt Cabana and and CM Punk, um, the stuff with Hangman Adam Page. And look, I've had a few days to digest all of this and seeing all the news and stuff that comes out. I'm going to rant off on a, on a few things, and then I'm going to have you follow, and then just give me your thoughts on it and what you think. Cool with you? Yeah. All right. So, first off, fuck Colt Cabana. All right? I'm going to say it. Fuck this guy. This guy 
never sold or drew a fucking dime in professional wrestling, regardless of what anybody says. He's always been an ROH and fucking indie dude. Never put asses in the seats, regardless of how many fucking fans uh, people may believe that this guy has. He is not worth the trouble of a CM Punk and Elite going at it like this. Uh, I understand the Elite are good friends with Cole Cabana. Fuck them too. So this is what I'm thinking, all right? AEW is a business, right? And for that business, they decided to put Cody Rhodes, the Elite, and EVP spots. Number one, this should have never happened. Number two, it kind of shows me why Cody Rhodes left AEW in the first place. Maybe he just couldn't get along with people like the Elite, who have seemed to be just fucking children and and huge egos to to get in the way with everything, right? I love the Elite. Look, while I'm saying this, I'm putting my fandom aside because I'm speaking fucking facts, all right? The Elite, fantastic. I love him in the ring. I love him in AEW. Cody Rhodes, fucking fantastic. One of my favorite wrestlers. Love him in the ring. Uh, love him, you know, on the mic, all that stuff, okay? CM Punk, uh, always thought he was a dirtbag, all right? Always thought he was a dirtbag, but I love him in the ring. I love him on the show. And if he's fucking best for business and he's fucking selling the most merchandise, as we talked about on the previous segment where you said they only had CM Punk merchandise, it's for a reason, right? When I was talking about uh, WWE, going to WWE this past weekend, uh, WWE had Roman Reigns merchandise, John Cena merchandise. They had that shit on there for a reason because those two are the top fucking selling merchandise guys and they're going to keep that. Look, CM Punk is in the highest rated segments in, in Dynamite, correct? Yes. Okay. Highest rated segments, most merch sales, hard to do business with, okay? This is... A problem. Adam Hangman Page, love the guy. Love his on-screen character. Do I think that what he said was wrong? Fuck yes, I do. Do I think that him not taking advice is a bad idea? Fuck yes, I do. How are you going to ask, how are you going to tell Sting, sorry, man, uh, I don't need to listen to you. You know what I mean, Sting? Like, I agree with Punk on this. Like, he said he he used Harley Race as a reference on that. Like, how, oh, sorry, Mr. Race, I don't need to take advice. Like, fuck out of here. And I agree with him right there. Like, look, you have some of the best uh, veterans in the business working for AEW. Dean Malenko, fucking, you know, Big Show, Mark Henry. Uh, the list goes on. Arn Anderson, phenomenal. Right? Sting, don't even need to mention Sting. Sting is, like, one of the greatest to me of, of all time. So look, that's a stupid ass thing. Adam hangman page definitely needs to be in a room. When CM punk is pulled into a room with the elite, this shit needs to get worked out. This is, this is what I feel, man. Cause a lot of people are screaming for punk to get fired. A lot of people are screaming to fire for the, the elite or whatever the case is, right? The elites putting fillers out to WWE. Look, that's going to happen. But that just goes to show you that Tony Khan picked the wrong EVPs, right? He needs to put different people. That The EVP spot needs to be taken away from the Elite. The Elite needs to be in AEW. I want them to still stay in AEW. I want CM Punk to still stay in AEW. So let's make that fucking perfectly clear. I want Tony Khan to sit these guys down and take away some freedoms. Okay? Because if CM Punk is best for business, then it would be good for... AEW to work it out with CM Punk, number one. But number two, 
All these guys are not in favor in the locker room of CM Punk. Why? Because they were hired by the elite. They're friends. That all friends wrestling shit, it's real. It's real. It was a real thing. The elite hired all their friends, and that's what we got in the original AEW, right? So now CM Punk needs to go, and he needs to apologize to certain people. Will he do that? I don't fucking know. I don't know. Does he need to do that? I wish he would. As a fucking fan, I feel like I deserve it from CM Punk. I feel like I deserve that. He's walked out on us before. Like, fans literally cried in the audience when this motherfucker returned to professional wrestling. We were so excited, and it was probably the biggest thing to happen to professional wrestling in a decade. Correct? Yeah. Yep. Maybe, maybe, long, maybe longer. Maybe longer. Could be longer. I don't know. But uh, CM Punk returning to wrestling was huge. Okay? And it took a lot for him to win me back. Like, I was very critical of CM Punk on this podcast because it took a long time because I was fucking heartbroken when this guy basically told wrestling to go fuck itself just because of a company like WWE and the beef that he had with them. Look, you had beef with WWE. You don't bring that shit over to a new company that you're trying to make business with. Did he handle the press conference the wrong way? Of course he did. Because sometimes, you know, the best response is no response. All right, I I heard that on a podcast this week, and I think that was like the fucking best thing that I've heard. Sometimes no response is the best response. CM Punk should have handled this professionally in the back, got together with the Jacksons, got together with Omega, got together with Hangman, and Tony Khan sat down with all of them and handled it professionally. Instead, he made his boss look like a fucking bitch in front of everybody, which I feel terrible about because you can genuinely feel that Tony Khan is a good person. Like, Tony Khan loves professional wrestling. And for Tony Khan to go out on a whim for CM Punk and put his fucking company on the line for this guy, you know what I mean? Uh, And for him to be treated like that and undermined like that, that sucks. I feel like there's a lot of apologies to be made. I feel like the elite need to fucking grow up. And I feel like everybody needs to do what's best for business. Now, look, if we can get this to happen, right? No lawsuits are involved, all this other shit. Because if you fire Punk, some lawsuits are going to happen. And it's going to suck for AEW. But I feel like you need to get everybody together. Let's fucking do business. Let's get the apologies on the table. Let's fucking shake some hands. And let's fucking go. Let's go make some money. Because now they can turn this into a storyline. Like, if you are smart about what is going on, you could take all of this drama and turn it into a fucking great storyline for television and get your rights deal secured, locked down for the next fucking whatever they're going after. I don't know if it's TNT, Discovery, whatever the fuck they're going after. But this this is what we need to do. And you got about eight months' time because CM Punk is now out with injury. Let's work this shit out before everybody returns to TV. Uh, Let's fucking put our egos aside because I don't know... You know, I don't know the elite personally. Obviously, I don't even know CM Punk personally. I know that I've had a bad experience with CM Punk when I met him. Like, I didn't think that he was the nicest guy in the world, but maybe I caught him on a bad day. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. He did give me a picture, so I'm grateful for that. Moving on. I think that this needs to be handled, and I think we need to go and make money off of this if you're AEW. Rant over. James. What do you think? So, 
where do I start with this? I've been seeing this. It was for, a lot. I apologize. Uh, no, it's understandable. It's been a lot seeing all this, and now I'm kind of like sick of it. You know, just put I, your fan I, like that's, I, that's what I had to do. I had to set my fandom aside because I love every single one of these guys. You know that I'm a big ha- Adam Hangman Page fan. Yes, all right. You've said that numerous, that numerous of times. Now, is is Colt Cabana worth all of this fucking trouble? Because I yeah. don't think he is. No, no, it's not. And I think fucking get rid of this guy. He's I, already caused trouble. And. You know, because we keep hearing stories. The stories coming, you know, were coming out. Oh, it was Punk. It was Punk's fault. That's why Colt Cabana was going to leave AEW. And Tony just said, well, we'll put you in a ring of honor. You know, I do agree with Punk when he's like, I don't want no fucking business with this guy. I don't care if he's in the same locker room with me. I'm just not going to deal with him, which, you know, Punk has stated that. He doesn't care. It's over with. I'm going to do my thing. He can do his thing. We're not interacting. That ship sailed when they had their lawsuits. You know, him bringing up the whole sharing the mom's account, you know, yes, that should have been all, you don't air all your dirty laundry, you know, on a media scrim with your boss there whatsoever. You made Tony look like an ass, you you know, I would even want the same thing for even for Vince McMahon to go through because Vince would not even allow that shit whatsoever, you know, um. so the whole Cabana situation, all the dirt sheets, I understand where punk's coming from and he wants to just go off on the journalists and the dirt sheets and saying i'm your top baby face i'm your champion here and now i'm getting booed out of fucking buildings i'm getting hate for all this you know do i think he do i think punk is you know just when he walked into the locker room you know hey i'm CM punk i'm the top shit here you're gonna listen to me you know i i think he just he needs to drop that whole fucking ego well we as uh, we don't fans, know that he actually did that though he may he may not get along with some people look it's a it's a stack yeah lock, no and room. i get that if you don't you know if you don't like certain people it's like bully ray i believe it was bully ray that said this there's some boys that we didn't give a shit about that we didn't like working with in the locker room but guess fucking what at the end of the day we're here to do fucking business we're here to do the damn job we're here wrestling for our goddamn selves and our and the wrestling fans we might not like each other we need to cut all the bullshit and get what needs to be done. You know, I've seen the rants from Bobby Fish. Wants to beat up CM Punk. You know, he's like, well, I took the pin. You know, yeah, but you kicked out. If, after three, you kicked out and kind of fucking put a pamper look on it. You know, because, you know, there's so much toxicity. They need to fucking hash this out whatsoever. I agree with how you said it, and I was going to say the same thing. I liked how Tony did all this and said, you know what? You're suspended, you're suspended, you're suspended. He suspended everyone. So no one's getting a fucking pass whatsoever. Yeah, Punk's going to yeah. be out for eight, nine months. And yes. There's a better, lot of people you, screaming for MJF to get, you know, his his just dues too because he didn't show up at the signing that one on that one pay-per-view. What was it? Double or nothing. He didn't sh- show up for the signing. And, you know, he, he sent out feelers of WWE. Look, check this out, man. That's going to happen regardless of your roster. WWE has a different fucking feel now. They knew they have a new sheriff in town and a lot of people left WWE for that reason. Okay. That mm-hmm. they, they didn't want to work for Vince McMahon 
And a lot of people, regardless of what you are, independent wrestler, AEW wrestler, impact wrestler, all these guys will sit there and say, oh, well, you know, there's so many great places to work that I don't, I, I never even wanted to go to WWE. Look, that's a fucking lie. I don't give a shit what anybody says. WWE is still the top company and everybody wants to fucking work in WWE in some form or, uh, or some sort of capacity. They either had an ego that they didn't want their character changed or they didn't feel like they were WWE's cup of tea, which chances are it's one of those two. You weren't the cup of tea or they were going to change your fucking, your your character, you know what I mean? But at the end result, everybody wants to be at WrestleMania. I don't give a fuck what, like, every wrestler would take up that opportunity. If Triple H called anybody today and say, hey, check it out, we're going to put the fucking strap on you, the The goal is to have you champion at WrestleMania, dude, I don't give a fuck what, concert, what contract you're under, you're going to try to get out of that contract. Like, I, just, I seriously feel that way. And yeah, no, and I, you, I, I, you can't I'm the same MJF way. You can't blame MJF for fucking, for looking out for himself and trying to get the best deal possible. The guy is young. He's got an entire career ahead of him. Let me ask you one question. When you tune into AEW, is CM Punk the only guy that you're waiting to see? No. Okay. No. Uh, multiple guys, right? Yeah. Because for me, it's a variety show. I am I am sitting there. I want to see everything that AEW has to offer. Yeah, maybe like the first show when he came back, and maybe like the maybe one or two weeks. Okay, see what he says. But I still tune in. He might be the main attraction, but I still tune in for the other characters. You because know, a, it, a lot of people are throwing around this top guy word. You know what I mean? And I don't. I don't think that by any means CM Punk is a top guy. Look, like I like CM Punk's promos. I like seeing CM Punk back in wrestling. But by all means. AEW would have been fine, just just fine without they him. Were, yeah, no, you know, like I said, AEW is going to be fine without him. He doesn't make AEW, just like certain characters. But WWE he has, has rose the numbers, and he has he, rose he has, the merch sales. You know, I so mean, you think have about to give it. credit where credit's you, due. He has. Think about it. If you go back from back in the day with the 90s, like, you know, with WWF, you know, yeah, you had Rock and SoCo Steve Austin. That ship has sailed. Now you got new superstars. you got a different perspective. You know, a lot of things have changed. And guess what? They survived. So, you know, whatever happens to Punk and everybody else, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I want them all to succeed. I want them, you know, if you don't agree with each other, that's fine. Do your, I don't, be do, do, I don't do your believe there's doing. a single wrestler out there today that can single-handedly say, I sold all these tickets. And I feel like that's what Punk is getting at, that I, you know, off of my back, you've made, you've sold these tickets. I don't think that's true at all. Like, I don't think there's a single, like, and a lot of people can compare this to old school wrestling, and I think that's just a silly-ass fucking comparison. Like, you cannot compare this to a Hulk Hogan era. You're Hulk a veteran. Hogan, you're, Hulk, you're a veteran, yeah. and you need to go into this. I mean... Hulk, Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan was a whole different fucking ball game, man. Like, back in the day, if you went in the 1980s and said that you, you were going to WWE, you bought a ticket to see Hulk Hogan. That is yeah. what it was. Now... You're buying a ticket to see AEW. You're not buying a mm -hmm. ticket for one specific wrestler. You're going because it's AEW. Yes. James, you didn't know what the fuck you were getting at. You're dynamite. Guess what? You said you didn't. I didn't hear you not once say, I'm excited to see CM Punk or I'm excited to see Kenny Omega. It was, I'm excited to go to AEW. I'm Trust me, and I want that. I, I don't want to go to a show, and that was what's wrong at the time before, you know, Vince McMahon and everything. When you remember this, we used to watch WWE and we're like, what was the main thing we gave a shit about? Oh, hey, what's The Fiend doing? 
or what I got told by my coworkers. Hey, what did the fiend do? Or what did Lesnar do? That's the sad part about it back then. Yeah. And I don't want that for AEW. And, you know, it hasn't changed for me. I want to see a collective of different superstars. You know, yeah, I want to see what the champion's doing or whatever. Wrestlers, but I still sir, look, wrestlers. This is wrestling. Know, yeah. <laughs> you know, none, nonetheless, nonetheless, I know I sound like Vince. Superstars, belt, whatever. I'm pretty anyways, sure I've fucking said it anyways, during this segment, too. I'm just. Anyways, <laughs> you know, yeah, they need to be fucking men about this. You know, I get it, punk. You went through your bullshit with, with Cabana. You know, and the whole money thing, and you don't like being taken advantage of. I don't see that whatsoever. You know, you should have just not aired that shit whatsoever. You should have not made Tony look like an ass. I mean, when he says the certain comments about, you know, I think he got asked by one of them about, how do you feel about working with MGF? And he just looks at Tony and says, well, he makes me work with pricks. You know, and it's like, come on, dude. Like, I get it. You don't like these people, but just, you know. Keep it on well, the may- fucking down. I think low, you maybe know? the MJF comment was was probably that was probably kayfabe. I th- yeah. I don't I didn't really take that comment serious. I I took no. Like, I think it was part of the characters, but like before the, the comments before then, Adam Hangman Page and you know what I mean. Like yeah, that kind of shit. Like, I was like, Whoa. yeah. And Tony just had to kind of roll around, and I forgot what he sees. Like, yeah, well, you know. So it, it was wrong for. Adam for Hangman Page to say the comment, you know, so that's going to piss off Punk. You know, it was wrong. I think Hangman should have went in there and just apologized. You know, if that was going to be something, I don't, I'm pretty sure they didn't even talk about this whatsoever. I mean, this is the same situation with Sammy and Eddie Kingston. Sammy went out there and he called Eddie Kingston a fat ass and he got pissed off about it. And what did Sammy say? Well, you didn't talk to me about what I can and can't say. And I think that's what Hangman did the same thing. They didn't talk, you know. And he said it, and that's what it was. And then Punk comes back later on, months later, and does that, you know, shit of calling someone out that's not supposed to be called out, you know. So that's going to rub, you know, it's like adding more fuel to the fire. Hey, you got on me, now I'm going to back on you. It's just going to add more bullshit. You should be more professional about this, you know, but Punk's going to take it in his own security of, you know, no, fuck that. I'm going to do my own thing, and that's it. And it just makes Tony look bad in the long run, you know. As for the EVP things, I mean, yeah, Cody left because, you know, he wanted certain powering, but not too much, you know, and I don't think the Bucks of them are taking real big-ass advantage with it, you know, but the whole, Tony should be the main boss, and that's I it. Think, no one I else think Cody have was the work. glue holding this fucking ship together, though. Yeah, no, he He's was. He's the only I mean, one with well, any he, fucking background. His dad ran a wrestling Yeah, company. his his father. None of these guys do. Not Kenny, not the Bucks. And he's the know? only one that presented himself as a professional as well. Don't like, get me wrong. I appreciate what they brought us with AEW, you know, but now it's like, hey, Tony's the fucking head of the, you know, head of the table of that company. Let Tony put his fucking two cents out there. No one else makes calls. No one whatsoever. I mean... You, that's what you had problems with that when you had fucking Kevin Nash as a booker in WCW. How did that go? Yeah, shit. You know, so I think. And who did these guys? Who did the EVPs learn from? Kevin Nash. Yeah. So, don't get me wrong. So, I, I respect them, but you know, there's certain limitations of hey, you know, we can't do this and this and this. And I knew when the minute Cody said that I don't want to be the champion, and he put that stipulation, I was like, oh, it's gonna look bad for him. I didn't like it, you know. I get it. He did that reason because he didn't want that look yeah. bad for him. You know, yeah. wrong, I, I respect Cody. He's done a lot, you know. And, yeah, it's true. Many of these guys, yeah, that's the big picture. AEW, nothing against it, but that's the fucking minor leagues. I'm sorry to say it. 
they're the minor leagues. You want to go to WWE. And I know, and I've said this, some of these guys did not like the treatment that WWE did them. There's a new sheriff in town, so they might, they would get more respect. But at the time being, let me go to AW. Let me show, let me show off what I can do that WWE wouldn't allow me. They didn't expose me as much as I wanted to because Vince McMahon just had his burden eye candy he had for. I mean, you yeah. can ask Drew McIntyre. Sorry, he looked like a bum with the whole chosen one gimmick, so he went to TNA. Lashley, he had his reasonings. He went to TNA. He busted their ass off to the point WWE gave him a callback, and where are they? They're fucking top stars. You know, Cody, he had to bounce around because Cody was just being, at the time, he was just very, very mid-card, just holding the last name Rhodes, and that's pretty much what he was known for. He was, you know, he was getting up there, but not to the element of world title. Cody went from undesirable you know, to ungoddamn deniable. You know, you, you to, have to work your himself. way around. You have to work your way around, you know, so it's like you got to, you know, you can go to duty. You're not going to be a top star. Doesn't work for you. Go to the minor leagues. Work your ass up there where your name is exposed big time. Yeah. You know, so these guys, you know, they go around. Punk was the same way. Busted his ass off in Ring of Honor. Kevin Owens and them, obviously, in uh, PWG and Ring of Honor and all those other companies. You know, you start from the bottom and you bust your ass off, you know, so... I do see some of these guys. I mean, Claudio, he, he see, he's doing a lot more than I think in his in his AEW run that he was in WWE. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, he was at, at one point, they tried to push him for a world title, but that didn't go anywhere. So he ended up leaving, you know. So I, for me, you know, I get it. Vince McMahon's perspective was, well, if you don't look like the top star, you're not going to go anywhere. I don't care. I'm not giving you. And that was always my beef with him about, you know, we'll show off this character, give him a chance. And. Vince's way. Nope. I just have this certain person, and that's how it is. If he yeah, likes this Vince, person, Vince would he'll only give him have a try. One eye, eyes for one guy at a time, which was terrible. Yeah, he would never take it, you know. And sometimes he's right. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes he's right, and sometimes he's wrong. You know. I mean, I heard the story of like he didn't give a flying fuck about Brock Lesnar and who pushed it onto him, Heyman. And Heyman has admitted, you know, there's times where I wanted to fucking beat the hell out of Vince, but guess what? You know, most of the time he was right. Sometimes I was right, but mainly he was right. And the one time I had Brock, you know, I said, hey, I got this kid developed. I want to do it. Vince gave him a chance, and look where Brock went. You know, so it's just certain certain ways. And I understand some of these superstars getting pissed off and wanting to leave. Now it's a different alternative. You got Triple H in hand, you know. And I know some superstars have got hurt by that, that were top, were top stars with Vince, and now it's kind of a different direction for them. But I think Hunter's more... More verbal, he's, you know, he, he, it's from a wrestling, like a wrestling perspective. He wrestled, so he knows how that shit was, uh, probably not getting his way from starting from the bottom, you know, with his character, you know, from Hunter Hearst humbly getting his ass kicked to eventually involving himself up. So he knows the struggle. You, if you yeah. got to start from the dirt bottom, you got to work yourself up. If it doesn't work for you, go different places. You have so well, many options. All this drama from AEW has led to immediately stripping the new trios titles from uh, the Young Bucks and and Kenny Omega, and then they held a just a random match for the titles, which is what I think should have happened for probably the AEW title because we have a ranking system for a fucking reason. Like, just use it if you're gonna call it a ranking system <laughs> it just seems silly to me there the tournament brackets are they're bracketing me to death i'm sick of fucking tournaments I, i'm i'm done with it I'm you, sick you've of said it. that it's number of times for fucking you know. three months maybe longer for six months we have had nothing 
but tournaments, and I'm just fucking over it. But now we got a tournament for the world heavyweight title, <laughs> and that's going to lead to uh, tonight's Dynamite, where um, the brackets continue. You're going to get Chris Jericho versus uh, Brian Danielson for the second time, number two. Um, you're also going to get Sammy Guevara versus uh, John Moxley. And uh, the, the only other match I have right here in front of me is Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb and Dr. Britt Baker. So we got a tag team uh, match again. I don't know why we are putting these women's champions in a bunch of tag matches. Like, I hope that we're not building towards a women's tag division because fuck that. We, we see, I'm just over that. Like, we have two women's titles. That should be enough. Like, we don't need a tag division in the women's division, in my eyes. I'm just, I, I'm good. Even though I do enjoy the tag matches that AEW puts on for the women. I feel like the women's tag matches are good. But this is what we did with Thunder Rosa uh, during her title run. Why are they doing this to Tony Storm, too? Yeah, I don't know if 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 that if this is their way, because I've noticed it. Like you said, Thunder Rosa did a lot of tag matches, and then they just decided to do the whole uh, thunderstorm stuff and just hang with it. You know, I mean, the two titles is fine. Stick with it. They seem to you know focus on these damn two titles. You know, they seem not to know who to have beat Jade in some capacity. So. You know, I don't want them, you know, don't get me wrong, I get it, the tag matches, you see it from the men, and they want to give them opportunities, but it's like, let me see Tony do one-on-ones, I, you, she's a fighting champion, I don't need to see tag matches, you can put someone else in the tag matches, you know, there's so much other women's wrestling, women that have been, you know, put in one-on-one matches, and then they disappear, like uh, Killian King, she fought Tony Storm, she fought Ruth Baker, and now I haven't seen her since. Yeah, so it's just just yeah, focus on the two strange. titles. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised they were going to strip the titles. You know, Tony just started the show and just pretty blatantly said, "I'm stripping the world champion and I'm stripping the trios out. We're just going to make this." You know, so it was a last minute thing. It was fumbling. You know, so I know Tony was not in this prediction. He did not want to do this, of course, because the main program what we we're going to get was MJF and Punk. Now we're going a different direction, which. You know, yeah, that I sucks too because now, now the Punk and MJF storyline is never going to get a finish until you fucking do it. If Punk decides to come back and we can work this all out, you do it a fucking year down the road, and then I'm going to hear a bunch of AEW fans go long term storytelling. Like fuck out of here! This is not <laughs> long term storytelling. This was a broken story, and now we had to just drop it. Yeah. So, so uh, this I, is a story that I hope they. I hope it happens. You know, that's what we've been clamoring for for some time and then all this comes out yeah that was the real match for mjf and now i don't know if i'm even excited for an mjf title run because it's like well there's no fucking build to it you know you know and they pushed it you know and i i'm I'm, and it's kind of obvious i think who's going to be champion in this tournament after what we saw on this past dynamite um i'll tell you who i don't want I, I, I do not want it to be Moxley. And I know that it, no. they made it look like that because I don't want poor John Moxley to have to drop a title for the third fucking time just because he has to carry this entire company on his back. Like, had, I feel yeah. terrible for the guy. No, Let this he had man to go, go on vacation. Yeah, because, I mean, he had, he even stated, he's like, I was supposed to be on vacation, but I'm here. You know, same with Jericho. I wasn't supposed to be here, but I am. And. You know, do I see him winning the championship? I hope not. And I think me and you are probably going to agree with this. It has to be. I would think Brian Danielson's probably going to be the one. 
um, to win the tournament. I hope so because I want to see how that would go with him and MJF. Give me something different. I yeah, get because it. you gotta you gotta push Jericho versus Daniel Garcia. You can't you can't have him switch up gears all of a sudden right, and get the right. title. It has to be Moxley has to lose. If he says he's gonna go on vacation, that please give me the indication that he loses. He's probably. And I'll tell you who I don't want. I do not want Sammy Guevara. So it has to be Daniel. It has to be. That's what I'm thinking. I think, Moxley, I think if Moxley said I'm going to be, he was supposed to be out for six weeks, he's going to lose in some time frame, or he loses at Arthur Ashe, which I hope, you know, because unless that's what I'm thinking, like you said, I think it's going to be Jericho and Garcia for the probably the Ring of Honor uh, peer title. Um, Guevara's probably, I'm not sure what he's going to go from here. Who's he going to feud with? So, and then you got Moxley, and I know people are going to say, like you said, the long term, the long term booking with him and MJF, and how he lost when he used the fucking when he used his finisher, which was banned. You know, but maybe Moxley's (laughs) willing to do the job for him. He probably is, and you know, he went out. You know, and what I loved about this dynamite, he went out there. You know, he said, "I'm tired of this bullshit," and I love this company, which I felt it. I felt it that this guy. Yeah, you're talking about last week's dynamite. The, yeah, Fantastic him and Jericho. Promo. They pretty much said we're the locker room leaders. You know, we don't yeah. take up with this bullshit. I'm pretty sure they're fed up with it. You know, same with, uh, you know, same with Brian Dennison. You know, he's. I mean, they led the locker room meeting from that. It was Jericho, Moxley, and uh, Danielson leading in the whole meeting. They're, you know, they used to do this back in the, you know, in WWE days. They worked with Punk, so they know how that is, and they're just not going to put up with the bullshit, you know. And these guys aren't bitching, they're not whining, they came to work, and they're doing the fucking job like you're supposed to. You know, I knew certain, here's certain things that I, you know, want Punk to fucking stop. Even Eddie Kingston, because Eddie Kingston will open his fucking mouth so damn much, I don't like this person. Everybody wants to shoot until they work themselves in the shoot, brother. It's... You know, like, how many times do we hear it from Punk, like, oh, yeah, he always talks shit about Eddie Kingston, you know, oh, he's the he's the second best Kingston, like, dude, okay, I don't give a shit anymore, drop yeah. it, drop it. It's, like, it, 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 it is it's, what it is, but that, but we got but, Dynamite tonight, this this segment is running, like, fucking super long, well, yeah, we're, we're 52 short minutes telling, into this. Yeah, so short telling, yeah, I, uh, Moxley's gonna end up being Guevara, and it's probably gonna be Danielson winning, and then go from there. Well, we'll see tonight on Dynamite. James, uh, we don't have Michael Martinez with us this week, but we are about to hop into the time machine and go back to 1997. You ready? All right, guys. We'll be right back right here on the Pro Wrestling Shoot. The Pro Wrestling Shoot listeners, it is I, Conrad Cushman from Everything Pro Wrestling, here to let you know that Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. And you guys can catch us on YouTube where we record all of our podcast episodes live, where we get fan interaction, fan feedback, and get your thoughts on everything happening in the pro wrestling world. So do us a favor, join us on Wednesdays after AEW Dynamite at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us in the live stream. Come on in and leave your thoughts about AEW Dynamite. We also do pay-per-view reviews for all of your favorite companies, whether it's WWE, 
NXT, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor. Sometimes we even pop up with a local indie review. Just make sure you're subscribed to Everything Pro Wrestling on YouTube. And if you want to listen to us on the go and you want to just listen to the audio versions, we are also featured on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, let's get back to listening to Jesse and the Pro Wrestling Shoot. This episode was the epitome of the forbidden door. I did not realize what I was getting into when I watched this episode. I'm really sad that Michael didn't get to watch this week's episode. I'm probably going to make him watch two in a row just to fucking go back and watch this. But absolutely phenomenal, dude. Like, how good was this shit? We got Shawn Michaels coming out and shooting, brother. (laughs) We got a lot of people shooting on this show. A brother. lot of people, dude. Jim Cornette comes out, so and we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about this episode, but we're not gonna do it like we've been doing it. I know you got your notes mm-hmm. and everything, and I'll let you run through like what was on the other yeah, channel. We'll skim it, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll skim the matches. We're not really gonna dive in deep on these matches because they 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 all sucked. Like it <laughs> there yeah, was no very good... controversial, very sad. The, you know, this, this was a, a sad episode at the beginning because they had to announce the death of of Brian Pillman. But, man, after that, they just fucking lit a fire and and off to the races we went, dude. Like, it was incredible. I've, I couldn't believe – I don't even remember this being on TV because when it happened, I was so young that I didn't realize what I was watching until I rewatched it now. <laughs> and I was like, good Lord. Like, what the fuck is going on? You got, you know, Bret Hart calling Shawn Michaels a homo. Like, Clear, clear as day. Like, man, there was some stuff said on promos that were just not said, or are not said today. It, it it's incredible, dude. So much stuff Easily. happened. I that... would not be shocked, and I'm surprised. So here's what I want you to do: just go ahead and tell us <laughs> what happened on Nitro, uh, what the attendance was for this Monday night, and the ratings uh, for Raw and Nitro together. And then just go ahead and, and tell us the matches that happened. We won't even go through the matches. We'll just talk about the segments this week. Yeah. So, okay. So Nitro was taking place at Minneapolis, Minnesota at the target center had 14,357 fans in attendance, 11,900, sorry. Yeah. 11,940 paid. Um, and at 2000 or 206,083 dollars in revenue. With a 3.9 rating, uh, Raw was taking place in Kansas City, Missouri at the Camp Arena with 13,245, 11,484 uh, paid with a 3.0 rating. So obviously Nitro got another victory on here. Um, yeah, but not by much though. No, not They're by much. They're catching up now. Yeah, not by much. You got two big arenas here. The attendance is pretty close. Um, don't know what the revenue was for Raw, but you know, so they were neck and neck. Um, you know, Nitro, um, we're just going to skim through all this. Like you said, um, Nitro just did a, you know, obviously a nice touching graphic for Pillman rest in peace, you know? So this was all the talk. For Ni- the Nitro world. did that too. Yeah. They showed like a graphic and it was like rest in peace, uh, Brian. Pillman. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, 
Oh, this was, I'm just looking at the little, let's see, this was Jeff Jarrett's last match on WCW. Uh, fought Booker T, ended up losing. Um, let's see, and there's a, I mean, there was a lot of useless shit on here, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think there was any sting here. No uh, sting. No Coming sting. Off of- yeah, no sting, just a lot of uh, hyping up Hogan and Eric Bischoff. Well- Okay, so this this was not coming off of Halloween Havoc, though, right? No, I don't okay. believe so. I think Halloween Havoc was a little bit further in the month. I, I don't believe so. Correctly, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there was anything here. Um, I don't know. One moment, uh, I've the notes. Larry Sabisco was offering Savage some Ben Gay. <laughs> I don't know how nice. that got in there. Um. There was, let me see if there's anything crazy. Oh, yeah, so there was a part here. Piper got involved. So Disco was fighting DDP for the TV title, and the feud was that Savage and DDP were going on, and Piper ended up getting involved. He beat the shit out of Savage, um, did a diamond cutter, and they had to, they had to show off. Um, they had a, EMTs get involved. You know, so they were still, like, Piper was just going through the whole NWO. That's pretty much what the whole thing is. And yeah, just that's why he ends up getting his ass beat at Halloween Havoc. It makes a lot of sense. But yeah. that match between Savage and, and DDP, legendary at Halloween Havoc. That whole pay-per-view was really yeah. fun. Pretty much summed this up. Yeah, Piper was going through the NWO, and then Flair came back, and he wanted a part of Hogan and beat the hell out of them. That's pretty much what you get out of WCW. I'd, I'd have to say, like, Halloween Havoc 1997 was probably my favorite WCW pay-per-view in 97 and 98. I'd have to right. say that those are that that was my favorite pay per view. Right. So, but let's go back to WF Raw Nitro. Yeah, not so much. No Sting. So, um, yeah. But yeah, like so, you said, just go ahead and skim the matches real quick on what we got on Monday Night Raw this week. Uh, the matches. Let's see. Got to scroll down here. Um, yeah. So the matches we had were the Godwins, who were the uh, new tag team champions, with Uncle Quiddus versus the Headbangers. Um, that was with your match. You had Mark Merrow versus Miguel Perez Jr. Mark Merrow looked fucking great. This is his yes. first time coming in with a new look. With the new boxing um, gimmick, buzz cut yeah, and everything. And, and nobody gave a fuck. They just cheered S- uh, Sable the whole time. So, yeah, <laughs> that uh, that started that whole uh, fiasco. Yeah, you had Davy Boy Smith versus Rocky Malavia. So more feuds are coming out of this. You got that the, match was actually decent. Yeah, decent. Then you had Nation Domination, Heart Foundation get at go at it. So they're already pushing away with all the, you know, Los Pedicos and all that. Yeah, now it's just these clans are fighting around. Well, I mean, it's still race wars if you think about it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but it was entertaining. Um, it was Owen Hart, the new IC champion versus Road Warrior Hawk, was also on the show. Um, I believe I don't know if this was the debut, but it was supposed to be the Truth Commission versus Jeff and Matt Hardy, but we ended up getting Kane. <laughs> oh yeah, so no, we yeah we got um the Hardy Boys were yes. on this episode. This was the first time, right? I think it was. This was their first episode on Monday Night Raw, the Hardy Boys, and then Kane. Uh, obviously made his debut. Oh yeah! By the way, um, we uh, did not watch or do a watch along. Uh, I know you guys are probably thinking uh, if you scroll in, <laughs> if you scroll down 
in uh, the archives of our podcast, you will find that we did a best match of 97. It was my best match in 97 against James's best match in 97. And my best match in 97 was uh, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker in the Hell in a Cell, Bad Blood. So we did do the watch along to that. If you scroll along, we decided not to do it again because we we didn't realize that we had previously done it before. So, yeah, uh, Obviously, coming off of Bad Blood, we already know Kane has made his debut. The Hardy Boys are in the ring, and Kane just comes and wipes the floor with them. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So, no yeah. match there. but And your main event, I believe this was it, was Brett versus uh, Hunter. Hunter, and then at this time, they were calling him Triple H. Yeah, so let's talk about that opening segment that we got. Because we I do believe be, after Vince McMahon uh, did his announcement... Uh, for Brian Pillman, um, we open up with the click. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, sad to say, this is the uh, same arena that Owen um, passes away in. 98. Yeah, and they showed the in according to here it says uh, yeah that it was odd that they showed Pill or Owen on there first that they got a close up shot on him. Very odd. <clears throat> but yeah. Just realized that was the same arena, which I don't know why it's Kansas City. I'm not sure what, why. It's just, I don't know. But, yeah, he got his 10-bell salute for Pillman. So, you know, it was and shocking. all the wrestlers are out on the um Yeah, it's, always, it's always sad to see this. It's always, you know, never never want to see this. Um, You know, I was watching a little bit of Blood, and that's when we, I heard the comments from Vince McMahon saying, uh, yeah, he uh, passed away. And then you go to Raw, you know, and it's a bummer. You go from a pay-per-view and then you go to a Raw and you hear, you know, hear this announcement. It's just so sad to see. But yeah, um, let's get into, yeah, like you said, they started off with the banger. Um, you know, they're not officially called DX yet. You know, and JR. Yeah, they're calling themselves the click at this time. Yeah, very controversial. You know, the fans were like confused as hell. And this, and this is the only time that Shawn Michaels refers to Hunter Hearst Helmsley as Triple H. So this is, and, and you can tell that Vince McMahon and everybody else, like the announcers, everything, they're not selling Triple H. They're selling Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and they continue to call him that. But Shawn Michaels, being the rebel he was, kept calling him Triple H. Yeah, stick it up to the man. You know, we're just gonna do what we want. Um, this was a straight so, fucking shoot, dude. Yeah. He went on and he was still shooting through the break. Yes, easily. Go ahead, go ahead um, and say some of the stuff that he was saying, James. You got that in the notes? Uh, you know what? Let me see if it says it here. But yeah, it was Michael Cole interviewing them, and he got a proper. Well, he didn't get the proper hello from them. He pretty much they gave him a wedgie and they gave him a noogie and all that. Big um, ass wedgie. Yeah. So Sean has the mic. Says if you want to know how it went at Bad Blood, take a look at who is here, who isn't. Uh, he reminds the world that I'm the great sports entertainer today. Calls himself the icon. Um, says I'm the only one who could still go. Helmsley gets some mic time. And, he even you know, threatens to leave the World Wrestling Federation to go to, with his friends <laughs> to WCW. Yeah. Live on the air. Right. Yeah. He, so he's like H, um, Triple H, you know, is like just pretty much helping HPK's ego, just, you know, pumping him up. And he just tells them, all right, you guys play in the back in the truck. Play the video from last night from Bad Blood. And then, lo and behold, they show the Madison Square Guard incident. And the crowd is just like... The curtain call. Yep, the curtain call. The crowd just does not know what the hell is going on. 
Um, and it's fucking grainy footage. Very, very bad. Footage. Well, yeah, it's a fan. It's a fan footage, but it's funny because they're like, "Wait, that's me. That's you. Yeah. Wait, that's Razor. You knew they he were was doing. a bad guy. Yeah, or you was a bad guy. You know what I mean? And they and then they looked at Vince, and you could tell how pissed Vince was. I don't know if this was actually planned by Vince, but um, Vince was really angry with all of this shit to the yeah. point that he looks at at Jerry Lawler and gives him a signal of some sort, and you can hear. Are you, you don't hear, but you see Jerry Lawler whispering something into mm-hmm. into his headset, and and this is after like about ten minutes worth of shooting. Yeah, from it's Shawn very Michaels. awkward. He's going, he's going on and on about just forbidden door shit. Like he was mentioning WCW, he was mentioning Kevin Nash, he was Vince, he was mentioning uh, Scott Hall, he was Vince, m- mentioning the NWO. He was mentioning yeah, good everything. guys and bad guys hanging out with each other. Like, what's going on? The crowd's just like confused. And it, it, was, it was so weird. it was so crazy. And it was, then he, you see Jer- Jerry Lawler get that signal or give that signal to the back, and Bret Hart comes out. And then they go to commercial, which was odd. And you come back, and he's still fucking talking. And then Hart Foundation comes out, and then shit, shit went back to normal. So you know they were just doing this to piss off Vince, which it got under his skin. You know. Um, the crowd was just like confused as hell, you know. I, uh, just and you could tell Brett was confused because he he came out cutting a promo that he didn't even know what the fuck he was gonna say. He yeah. didn't know how to counter this whatsoever. Yeah, because and this then was, this was wild. Yeah, he just Sean's just showing that you know I'm the fucking boss. I'm gonna do what we are, you know. And but it worked out in the end for them because you know Brett throws in the line like you guys are a bunch of degenerates, you know. You're a 15 year old punk. You know, and then Britt, just like you said, out of nowhere, he's like, I know what the HHH stands for, and that means you're a homo. And then, <laughs> of course, they do the iconic gif, like they're just looking at each other, you know, moving their heads. And yeah. Yeah, they're being like little degenerate yeah, kids, like are. Michael and, would put and, it, and they're just like looking at each other. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was absolutely kids, ridiculous. You know, you know and, and, <laughs> Hunter, of course, has to respond. Uh, you should get your bleep button out there. But yeah, he responds and says, I am no, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just say, you know what? Yeah. Um, Rams with beer. Um, so yeah, you know, <laughs> they're just going back and forth. And, you know, Sean will never be the showstopper and take, takes this title away from me. You know, and they mentioned nothing else like about, about Razor and Diesel. So, you know, they're just acting like a bunch of idiots. And what does he tell them? Oh, Brett, you can suck it. <laughs> so, yeah. So they're getting said, there. Suck it. I think, I think it's another <laughs> week or two is when they bring the whole DX thing in. It's coming. Yeah, um, it's definitely coming. But right now they're, they are known as the click. Yeah. So this is the first time that we've ever heard the click. This is the first time it's ever mentioned on TV. So yeah, interesting. He, man. Yeah. He's this calling is the, this a piece of history mm-hmm. next week. I'm really excited for next week's episode because I have no idea what's going to happen. Oh, I know it's always anticipating, you know? So yeah, he calls him a paper champion. He doesn't want, you know, he's like, I'm here to do business and not dick around. The click owns this business, you know, Sean and the clerk are going to own Brett. There's going to be a lot of cross, you know, cross chops. And, you know, that's pretty much how they ended for the opening segment. So this is just hot and fire stuff. You know, I would not be what, surprised. What did we get with Stone Cold Steve Austin too this week? Because I think he was the next thing that came up. Uh, the next thing we got. Uh, let's see. Besides, let's see. There was a tag match. Um, they were showing, which was very odd, with the, the Pillman situation, and they had to bring his wife, and that was just very odd. 
Um, yeah, and, we got the, we get the interview with uh, what's what's her name? Oh, I can't remember. Melina, or, I think so. Melanie. And, uh, just a side note. Yeah, the Hollywood blondes are on the back of the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this whole that whole segment and that's at the end too. That yeah, they show the Melanie. Um, uh, let's see. Later on, I think her got... name's Melanie, right? Melanie. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think so. So, um, I think so whatsoever. Um, and then we got yeah. Later on, we got Jim Cornette, and you know he's like getting prepped up, and he wants to go off and. Honestly, it, it caught me off guard. I know it did for you as well. Um, just Cornette going off on WCW. I'm like, what the hell is going on this show? You got Brett. So Cornette was before uh, Steve Austin's skits. Yes. I'm trying to see where Austin is. He does get involved somewhere. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, he's right okay, before. So, it. yeah, this Cornette, this Cornette thing is fucking wild he starts talking about eric bischoff starts talking about people like rick flair arn anderson and cactus jack were like the greatest things yeah. in wrestling and and he was he, he like so these fans don't even know what the fuck is yeah going you're on. like if you wait only a minute watched wwf at the time you had no idea what uh jim Cornette was ranting about with eric bischoff yeah it was this just out of wild. the blue you know you go from the click and now you're going from Cornette. everyone just shooting i'm like what the hell just happened? Like we had Brian Pillman pass away. Like what can, what else can go on? I mean, we're getting the debut to Kane and now you get, you know, Cornette going here and yeah, he's just trashing everyone. Flair, Arn Anderson, uh, Mick Foley, all of them, you know, he just trashing everybody. Calls well, he wasn't trashing Arn Anderson and them. He was saying that they were like some of the greatest wrestlers. Yeah. To, to pretty much like, you know, he's like, well, whatever. everyone is getting over favored by the NWO. And he's like, that's ridiculous. Everyone's acting childish, obnoxious. Um, you know, he calls Kevin Nash. He was Nash. fucking shooting on Eric Bischoff in yeah, the NWO. Nash, That's what he was doing. Yeah, so he called Kevin Nash a 40-year-old trying to act like a teenager. Nash is the biggest no-talent in the business with six moves. No no mobility. And he, and he actually called six his up. real name, too. His name is Sean Waltman, but he's he's talentless or blah, blah, blah. Like, wow. Yeah, so. I think this whole thing, so yeah, together he and Scott Hall left the very company that was finally able to help them grow some money for WCW. As for Six, they only keep, keep him around because they think he's funny when he gets drunk and throws up. He's the only one of the bunch who was released by WWF to go to the other side, which shows how viable he is. Um, Cornette tries to dash all of her, all of his preconceived notions that anyone who believes that the NW are trying to take over WCW is 16 months in the angle by saying that Bischoff is... You know, he's not going to run in WCW. He thinks Bischoff he is just there. Just a, he just surrounds himself around the stars. And yeah, he's to there be, to, to be cool. He's using Ted Turner's money. You know, man, there's a lot to this. You know, he's just it, talking so much bunch, shit. They, they were straight shooting on WCW. Even the right part, here, and I don't even remember this. He called Eric Bischoff a mark, <laughs> which I yeah, do he not did. remember he him that. A mark, yeah. I'm like, damn. You know, so I don't remember. This if was this was the original MJF to Tony Khan promo. <laughs> For you <laughs> fucking Mark. Yeah, so you know it was out of nowhere. You fucking Mark. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> and Cornette was just like that. He had no problems to say anything. He was like the generation of the CM Punk, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's insane, dude. Like when it's, I it's see crazy. that Jim, and and then the, he ends it with, and I'm Jim Cornette, and that's my thoughts. <laughs> What the fuck? I hope we get one next week because that was gold. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to watch. As a matter of fact, when we get done recording, I'm going to go but, and watch that right before Dynamite. But I would not be surprised if AEW did something with this with MJF and something with like the click in some fashion. I don't know. I don't know why I could, could sense them doing. I could see them doing something like that. I mean, the Cornette thing. I mean, they kind of do already have that with MJF talking about WWE, you know, WWE and stuff. And and yeah, <laughs> there's a lot to this. So I know they get some notion of doing this from back in the day as well. Um, well let's speed well let's yeah, speed this let's up speed and this. let's talk about this uh Pillman interview. Yeah. I didn't even watch the interview. You probably I I just I don't know. It felt awkward for me to watch. I don't know why I, they did I this. watched it but it was so it was so weird because you could tell that she was like trying to fake cry. I don't know. It was so I don't know if she was I don't really know crying. Whose you idea. couldn't see I don't any know. damn tears or anything, but this was this was really it was very bad. awkward. This was like really you don't bad. you don't do this. I'm sorry, but could you I, I couldn't see this like Vicky Grail have to be interviewed after Eddie passes away. I, I couldn't see this. This was just very I'm like, okay, let the woman have in peace and I don't know why. I don't know whose agreement it was to do this. Very awkward to me, so you can probably spill out the information. I did not watch it whatsoever. It just felt odd. For I, me I won't watch. spill out the information. I'll just say that this was a poor taste, and it was a really awkward interview to watch. Um, you, it just looked weird. You can tell that. I don't know. It 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 was just weird. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't really know what else to say about it, man. Yeah. But. Let's move on to the fun part here. So yeah, we entered the war zone. All right, and. Yeah, so we're starting off, and everyone's wondering, like, hey. I know, I should have waited for the music, but anyways. Um, yeah, good. this is very, you know, there's so much to talk about. This this Raw was just very entertaining. You know, yeah, some it weird taste. It was fucking crazy. Dude. It had some highs, and it had some lows, but yeah, this is another one. So everyone's controversy is like, hey, I'll come Stoker, Steve Austin, help Owen. He, he's over there um, for real, because, you know, in the middle of the match, and Austin hits him with the title, and Owen gets involved, and gets the win. <clears throat> so yeah, he, he Stone Cold Steve Austin gets in the ring and he's like, I want to call Vince McMahon out. You know, they want to know like, Hey, how come you have Owen out? And yeah. So as for the doctor's note, it's clear. He does not have shit with him. Okay. And Austin's like, well, I never went to a doctor jackass. And then Vince is telling him, well, you need to sign the waiver. So you don't sue us or anything. And that you're paralyzed. And he says, I'll sign the paper. If you give me a match with Owen Hart, that's the only way I'll do this. He grants him the match, offers him a handshake, and he just tells him, yeah, you need to wipe your ass with that hand. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. And, I need all this in writing. I'm not doing it in a handshake. Yeah, and then, uh, and then, of course, Farouk and the nation are up there, and he's giving him, like, so much bullshit. Like, I'm a tough guy. You're not. Dude, you know? I couldn't understand a fucking word that Farouk was saying during this uh promo it was so fucking wild like i just could not understand a word he was, he was yelling so much that i can only make out a couple yeah, words per yeah. like sentence it was yeah just he's weird. like i want your ass austin you know and and austin just replies it ain't a race thing it ain't a color thing it's me kicking your ass thing <laughs> and then he shoves yeah, it, Vince McMahon to the side and then you know <laughs> steve austin was the best he goes out there grabs jerry's crown and just says i ah, fuck it and he punts it right into the crowd and the crowd is just <laughs> Some fucking fan grabs it and starts wearing it, and Jerry's face is just classic (laughs) at that point. Oh, man, that was gold. Just Austin being Austin whatsoever. Like, it's crazy that he gets injured, and they still keep pushing him every effing week, and I wish they would bring this in today's wrestling, not just, oh, hey, he's injured. Yeah, you won't see him for weeks. Yeah. You won't see him for weeks. Like, could they do that with Punk? 
I mean, they could try. Well, I, I but, think you, you but, could. It just uh, it de- depends on the situation, man. But it. I I think that this was amazing. I guess the last person they did it with, which was entertaining, was when Britt Baker was injured. They did that with her, and she was on almost every damn week, and I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, yeah. So that's good, man. And, and Christian, too. They they did u- utilize Christian. Christian even got in a match and everything. So Yeah, so, um, they're, they're, yeah. It's it, it's it's crazy, dude. Like, this, this week's Raw was absolutely wild. Not too many good matches, but, man, when you're watching Monday Night Raw back in 1997, it really wasn't about the matches. It was about the drama and the buildup to the matches at the pay-per-view. So, um, and this is just the beginning. Wait till Survivor Series. Everyone knows, obviously, oh, what yeah. happened. So, and that's so we are on our way to Survivor Series right now, actually, I think. Uh, I don't know if yeah. that's the next pay-per-view or... No, it's Ye- no, it's not. No, I There's think that's November. In We're in October, so I think another, so it's like another, another in your month. house. I think is coming up. Yeah, I think so. So it's another. And then Survivor month. Series will be um, in November, obviously, and that is the Montreal Screw Job. So we're we're building up to it, man. Yeah, I mean it's it's starting. Yeah, to get... there's just a lot of fun to this. Even the ending in the show was fun. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else we missed on. Yeah, Owen Owen obviously wrestled and he. Uh, Ended up winning the match. He ended up still wearing the 316 shirt. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, yeah, we covered that. Um, yeah, a little bit about the cane. Like, oh, yeah, he's alive. And, you know, yeah, it was crazy to see the Hardys. And, man, they took some hard bumps. <laughs> yeah, they did, dude. They took some um, hard Fucking Jeff bumps. Hardy got chucked out of the ring on yeah, the mat. And yeah, it looked like Matt hear, just smacked his head, yeah, dude, you can hear so that. hard. Yeah. Very crazy whatsoever. Yeah, it, it was a wild raw, man. It was really good and entertaining, minus the whole uh, interview section. I think that that should have just been left off the show. But um, as far as like the shooting, man, like, dude, this was the real forbidden door right here. Like, you were taking all shots, man. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. Even I can't the main wait till event next was week. even just you know just a little side note that that main event was pretty good. I actually liked yeah. how they did it. Um, you know, Triple H, you know, that's what I'm just going to call him because eventually we are anyways. And yeah. he ended up getting the count out victory, which it was very, very nice. You got a sweet chin music. You got the heart foundation. So now you're kind of bringing everyone to the mix eventually. Where you have, yeah. It, and, you know, I know we were talking about race wars. There's some racism going to be coming soon. Don't worry with the heart foundation, the nation, DX. It, it's, it's crazy. This is just the beginning. <laughs> you say don't worry like you're excited for this <laughs> it was enter- like back in the day you know like back in the day it was like oh this is cool this is normalized now it's like oh fuck you can't be saying that in tv yeah i mean yeah, just the absolutely. start of calling people homos and yeah the word that i cannot say you know um yeah <laughs> yeah Hunter saying, I'm not a beer. I'll just put it that way. So until next week's episode <laughs> of the Pro Wrestling Shoot, man, we are going to be covering the fallout from this uh, retro 1997 Attitude Era Monday Night Raw. It's getting wild, man. Um, I'm excited to do it. Hopefully Michael is joining us next week and we can uh, get back on track with all of this. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Until next week. Um Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch at the Pro Wrestling Shoot, and follow us on Twitter at TPWS Podcast. Support our sponsors over at Manscaped by using our promo code PWSHOOT at checkout. Save yourself 20% off, plus free shipping, man. Can't beat it. Great products. Um, they've supported us all the way, and I'm happy to say that we are uh, extending our deal with Manscaped, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, uh, you guys have supported us uh, by purchasing stuff through manscaped and i'm really excited about that um 
continue to support our sponsors so they continue to support us, man, because every bit of money that is being pumped into our sponsors that is going into this show. So um, I really appreciate it. And once again, guys, go subscribe to our YouTube. We're going to be making some videos here soon, the Pro Wrestling Shoot. And, yeah, that's just about it for me, man. Enjoy Dynamite tonight. Hopefully we can get this stuff with CM Punk and the Elite resolved at some point. We'll uh, keep you guys updated on all the news. Follow our friends over on uh, at Everything Pro Wrestling right after Dynamite and check out their review of the show tonight. Um, immediately following Dynamite, just go to Everything Pro Wrestling and join the live chat. And, uh, yeah, you'll have a good time. Until then, I'm Jesse Carter. He's James Bernard Jr. We'll see you right here next week on the Pro Wrestling Shoot. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Here we go again. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Hey, what's up? This is your host, Jesse Carter. Pro Wrestling Shoot. It's about to get exciting. Pro Wrestling Shoot. How long is this going to last?